On today's show, Gotta hit him with we celebrate the 20th anniversary. Good morning, everybody. Of John Hines' first time in studio. I think The Sopranos is still a good show. Me but, too. But I think it's not as good as it was once before, and therefore has jumped the shark. The man who went from watching TV to talking about watching TV. You can tell one of these sitcoms has jumped the shark when they add a new kid. That's my favorite category. Yeah. Cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch. Remember him? Yes. A Scrappy-Doo on Scooby-Doo for all you Scooby-Doo fans. <laughs> right, right, right. Happy anniversary, John. Here's my hero, John Hines. Hit him with the hype! I have no memory of that. Why would you remember it? <laughs> I don't, they said it's the 25th anniversary of John Hines' first appearance on our show, and I'm like, yeah, how did I even meet this guy? I, <laughs> John, what how did, What was that? How did you, you get came, booked? <laughs> what, you hey came now. in? Uh, how come you morning. were on my show? <laughs> yeah, good morning. Good to see you too, Robin. Uh, yeah. uh, you guys had heard about my Jump the Shark website, and you wanted me to come in and talk about different shows and you asked me about the monsters and the adams family and then we just went through a whole bunch and right. i guess you enjoyed the appearance because i came back a few months later because thankfully tv continues to produce new content which always yeah. jumps the shark and i became sort of a recurring guest and that was yeah 20 years ago and john was a good guest because john really you know was well thought out about when a show jumped the shark like it wasn't some random hey i'll see if i can make something up on the spot you you actually had theories and and had watched every episode it was it was good this is a man who judges straws of course he had <laughs> he's a really he's a really opinionated guy and i liked it <laughs> i liked his delivery and i said this is a guy who should be on the radio took a while you know. to get him though and then i remember john I guess while you were then you got a job with us, but then while you were yeah. working for us, you sold Jump the Shark, your website to TV Guide. That's correct. An, an undisclosed amount. You've never disclosed the amount you sold it for. I have not. I have never disclosed it. Why, Why is that? It was part of the deal. Oh, I could, oh, you I mean could you had not sign a. Yeah, I could not reveal what, or they would take back what they gave me. So as much as I'd love to tell you, I'm not going to tell you. Oh. What but what is amazing, yeah. but what is amazing about that, and this happens with so many companies, they bought the website, Jump the Shark TV guy, did absolutely nothing with it and let it, you know, Language. what do they say, wither, wither on the vine? Yes. It, yeah. it, it, it was so frustrating because I had meetings with them. I, you know, told, I, would, I did an agreement with them to help them along for the first year because I spent every night, you know, working on that thing. And they just never dedicated somebody really full time to it. And that was the key to the whole website. You had to be interact with everyone and stay on top of things. And they just buried it. They, they just, why buried do you it. think, why do you think a company is, you know, TV got, I don't know who their parent company was. I think maybe Fox at that point. Um, I don't remember. Right. Didn't Fox buy TV guide? It was Gemstar and, uh, Lionsgate eventually owned it. There was a whole convoluted ownership with TV guide. But, uh, yeah, at one point, Fox did own it. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know who ended up buying it from you, but, you know, which major company. But I never understand why they buy these companies and pay good money and then let them die. It's weird. Well, sometimes they don't know what to do with them, Howard. Well, you know, if you're going to buy a company, have some vision, for Christ's sake. <laughs> or I, I, just I keep think... John on the job and pay him some right. salary. But and... they don't think that they want their own people in. 
I think yeah. they wanted they wanted my audience because I had millions. You know, I had a lot of people coming to that site, and they knew that they were diehard television fans. So that made sense to me. But why not keep them? You know, why not do what I did and 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 build? I thought they were going to add clips to it and all their resources, and it, it made a lot of sense to me. But they decided not to do that. If you go to and jump when to did shark, they stop talking to you because that's what happens is usually they then stop taking your phone calls when they've lost interest. <laughs> well, it's funny, Robin. Like when I signed the deal, they flew me out to the Emmys. I did a thing for TV Guide Network. Like it was a whole big. And then a few months later, you know, all of a sudden my emails, they weren't responding that quickly. And then it was about <laughs> a year, I would say, that yeah. by the end that they were just like, we've got it. We're good. Thank you. And that was that. We know better than you. If uh, if you go to jumptheshark.com, it brings you to tvguide.com, which is, you know, basically what they wanted. I guess they wanted your millions of fans redirected to their website. But who the fuck is going to go to jumptheshark.com now? Is there anything? No. I mean, it just is People redirect. hardly go to tvguide.com. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, too, it pissed off a lot of people who love the site because my site was all about the love of TV and how you into it you were and those passionate discussions. They thought... That would just pour into these random forums instead of having, as you said, Howard, an opinionated uh, point of view on whatever show it might be. I mean, there were arguments on that site about, you know, ER and uh, you name the show. You had passionate fans for it. And that's what I felt Jump the Shark always serviced well. Is TV Guide still a thing? I mean, is that still because it was the biggest publication? Yeah. It is still a thing. Yeah, they have. Well, they have the, a network. But they also do still have the, I believe they still have the printed publication, but it, it went to like a large, the thing I loved about TV Guide, it was like a small little digest yeah. you would get. And it would be the only way you could find out what was going on. And I used to read that thing, like when I was a kid, you know, just to get a feel for a TV. And it became so ubiquitous because you can get TV information basically anywhere. And there was nothing really unique about TV Guide anymore. I mean, the Matt Rash column, Matt Roush column was great. They had stuff in it that was really, really good, and they just—I don't didn't know. Didn't you? Didn't it get so big? You one shot a pilot for a game show, a Jump the Shark game show. Didn't you yes. create something like that? Did you create Shots. the game? I thought, yeah, two pilots. One was a game show. One was a talk show. Neither of which saw the light of day. But who the, hosted uh, the game? You? No, the game show pilot was hosted by Greg Fitzsimmons. Oh. And it was me and Kathy, Kathy Griffin. And uh, it was a pretty bit. We shot it down at CBS Studios. It was a major. It was King World who did it. It was a major pilot. And that year it was between that show and Dr. Phil as to which one would get on the air. And mm. King World, for some reason, chose Dr. Phil instead of. What was the game? I mean, show. how do you play Jump to Shark game? What were the rules? There were three rounds. The first you had two people competing against each other. The first round was you'd give an example, like some say this is when the Brady Bunch jumped the shark and you would have to guess which one it was. And then after that, it'd get to a final round where you would have a topic like, um, let's say, um, Michael Jackson. And you had 60 seconds to list the number of different ways Michael Jackson could have jumped the shark. That was Jeez, that's too hard. The, Who the fuck would win that? Now, they have what a horrible show. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing was you'd go to the ju you'd go to this panel, and the panel was Kathy and me, and uh, Christian Finnegan was the other person. 
and we give Griffin our take. knows when uh, when the Brady Bunch jumped the shark. How does she know? <laughs> she had she had very strong opinions about it. So really, you, the three panels would judge who gave the better answer and why. It was too convoluted, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I don't see how many episodes they could do with that. Nor could they get a lot of people to play the game. You know, the but, trickier uh, part. The trickier part was to not, and this is, I always dealt with Jump the Shark, you don't want to crap all over TV, you know, because you're saying right. this is when it went downhill. So the sell was, no, no, this is about how much we love television, even though we're saying this is when this show started to go down. Do you, did you ever calculate if you held on to that website and didn't sell the TV guy, do you think you could have made more money in the long run uh, yes. with the website? You do think you could? I do. So do you think it was a mistake selling the website? Absolutely not. It was the right Why? time. Yeah. It was the right time. It was a good deal. I had just joined you guys, and I wanted to dedicate myself full-time to here. I couldn't do both. Right. Um, and honestly, I mean, I was a VP for Princeton Review when I sold. Jump the Shark was always my side thing. It was never my main thing yeah. because th this sort of became my creative outlet versus Jump the Shark. So the timing was right. But, yeah, I left, I left a lot of zeros on the table looking back. Hmm. Princeton Review is the SAT study thing. How do you get to be the vice, the vice president of Princeton Review? Like, are you that I was, smart? Uh, no, not at all. I was a VP of marketing there. I did uh, marketing. Not. How do you get a job I mean, like that? That seems like a good gig. Uh, how did I get that job? I saw a Times Classified, and they were looking for a mark, PR marketing manager, and I sent in a thing which basically said, you know, it was a clever way to talk about what I had done. I was working in an ad agency. I was working at Darcy Macy's Benton Bowles, actually, Howard, you're, you're oh, wow. yeah. and um, they they liked that I was a little bit different. And I went in there and clicked with because they were kind of for a test prep company. They were pretty irreverent. They weren't like Stanley Kaplan, which was very cut and dry. This was more kind of a, a fun, not a fun. That's the wrong way to say it, but a, a more dynamic way to go about SAT prep. And mm -hmm. um, as undynamic as that might be. And they liked me. And so uh, I, I joined there and I moved up the ranks because I was a pretty smart guy and knew how to market to people. There's got to be a ton of money in SAT prep. I mean, it's Huge. total. I mean, do you think people really go up that much from SAT yes. prep? They do? Yeah, I, I, I've seen it. Absolutely. But you put you get out of it what you put into it. If yeah, you I just put nothing into it, and I got less out of it. I went down. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, if you yeah. show up for the class, but you don't do the work, it's not going to happen. I didn't do any of it. I was like, this, this is hopeless. This is. I, I just saw that. Like, I was barely breaking a 1,000, and I went, let's say I go up 200 points. I'm still not getting in anywhere good, so fuck <laughs> it. And I, I remember going to it, and I never cracked a book. I'm I'm... I'm embarrassed to say that my entire education, I don't believe I ever studied for an exam. And my grades reflected it. It was, you know, I don't even know how I graduated. I don't even know. I just kind of coasted by. Once in a while, a guy would let me copy off his, you know, exam. You know, that kind of thing. I, I relied on the um, good graces of others. The kindness of strangers. I relied on the <laughs> kindness of strangers. <laughs> Didn't you I get fell the, in with a bad group. What? <laughs> didn't, didn't you get the if only you applied yourself lecture? I've lectured myself on that. I was an idiot. I should have uh, really paid attention. I think I might have been a good student when I got to college. I was a good student. I mean, I think if I had but applied you're a myself. you're good student now. Yeah. yeah I, I just, I had, I didn't understand the concept of filling your head with a bunch of shit would be good for you. I didn't, I, I, had, I just, the world was never explained to me, nor did I have come to an understanding on my own. I didn't understand it. 
you know, now I wish I, I could go back and do it all over again and do it right. But, you know, careful what one you wish th- for. One of the things Princeton Review did, which was a little different, was it taught you how to take the test versus knowing the vocabulary, right. you know, this and that's so like how to find the right answer to that kind of thing. And that's partially what helped it be so successful. Tutoring, though, that's where the money is. I mean, you can make a lot of money tutoring kids for the SAT, a lot. I went to Stanley Kaplan, and I first of all, I was waiting to meet Stanley Kaplan. I didn't know that he the actual guy. <laughs> yeah, he didn't show up. And then I thought they were going to, like, give you the answers. You know what I mean? No. Like, they kind of, <laughs> right. no, they didn't give you shit. They just, you know, they go, go home and study a thousand vocabulary words a day. And I'm like, yep. you've got to be kidding me. All the stuff I don't you st- didn't do before, they now wanted you to do. That's yeah. all. Yeah. I go, don't, don't you see my grades? I don't study. You got to, you got to figure out a better way to get this information into me. So many you, parents, wait, be, so many parents wait. believed, Howard, that if you signed your kid up for one of these classes, that's all you needed to do. That's right. It. That's what I think my parents, my parents were under that, that impression. Like there was a couple of girls from my high school who were in my, Stanley Kaplan SAT preparation class and they all went up a couple of hundred points because they're like super studious they're all lawyers now they were you know they're all good students and then like I remember I got my results back and I was down about a hundred points like I actually did worse oh <laughs> you went you got worse after the tutoring yeah I, I went down but my parents never it's weird my parents never even said anything to me they were just like wow. he's an idiot <laughs> Did did angry parents ever call you and go, hey, I oh, spent yeah. all this money. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My parents we were, weren't even angry. Uh, but, they were, but we, they knew we were, it wasn't going to work. We were really smart. We were like, okay, we guarantee it. If they didn't go up, they can take the class again. And 90%, 90% <laughs> no. of them wouldn't take the class again. You know right. what I mean? But welcome back. Yeah. But if you're not going to do the work, then you're not going to go up. It's, it's that simple. It's you not magic. You can't touch no. them with a wand. <laughs> I thought I thought it was an automatic. I'd go up a couple of points. Just you know, walking just for, through the door. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, they they even gave you like kind of tips, like don't dwell, like go with your first answer. This kind of yep. general, right, uh, you right. know, because it was it was multiple choice. Don't, so, and if you finish a section, you get you have better odds. If you so, I figured, okay, I'll play the odds. I'll I'll definitely. I know how to sign my name. I'm gonna. I'll I'll finish each section, even if I'm just guessing. And uh, I won't dwell on my answers. And I figured, well, I'm bound to go up a few points. I went down. <laughs> I was just like. Your guesses were better in the first round. Yeah, I think I had about a 900. Like the <laughs> lowest was like a 700. You know, and then, you the- know, I just took in the very basic information. Like after you're done with one page, turn the page. <laughs> check to see if there are more questions. You know, so I figured, well. Make sure to completely blacken the circle. <laughs> don't Robin, don't, that's, don't that's, drool that's, on the paper. <laughs> Robin, that's not even a joke. There were kids yeah. who could not fill in the oval or the right oval on the sand. Yeah, that was my problem. Like, I would have had like a, I would have had a very high score, except I didn't know how to fill in the oval. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like the first class is like, bring a number two pencil. Stop bringing your crayon to the SATs. <laughs> I'm like, well, I gotta go up now. I was bringing a crayon, and now I'm gonna be really, really good. <laughs> the other thing we told people was the first questions usually in a section are the easiest ones so don't worry about getting to because the last ones are perfect they, right. they stack it that way so spend <laughs> more time and people would just like not even listen and and well that was the shit i listened to so i figured i'm gonna go up just you know like um 
bring a pencil. Don't eat the paper if you get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I got hungry. Use your scratch booklet. You know, it, like I just listened to the basics. I didn't do any actual studying. You know what, Howard? I know all that stuff. And I never took, I never paid money for one of these tutorials. That was the free information. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I paid for free information. <laughs> they they also, saw me coming. It was also, you know, two and a half, three hours long. You had to pace yourself for that test. A lot of yeah. kids, by the first hour, they're just punch drunk. They don't know what to do. Yeah, I, I remember losing focus rather rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> After opening the booklet. Now I want to say booklet. I might have even gotten high the second time <laughs> I took it. I, I want to say that. It's well, possible. You definitely know you can't work on marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> and it was just terrible. Like you'd look around the room and all the kids would be buried in their book. And you knew they, you know, they, they all seemed to know what they were doing. Spent my entire life feeling like I didn't know what I was doing. You know, it's really awful. But, uh, you know, and then and I had a lot of like friends who were smart because I went to summer camp and these were all like, you know, kids who just were brilliant. And, you know, they, they, then you'd call each other up or run into each other. How'd you do on your SATs? Like my buddy, my roommate called, you know, Dr. Lou. Yeah, yeah, I missed one. I missed an answer. I, I got, I just, <laughs> I, I just missed the perfect score. Yeah, me too. I missed a few too. Don't feel so bad. Or they'd come out and then there was a big discussion with the smart kids afterwards. They'd go, what, what, the, the question about the train going 60 miles an hour and they right, go in the opposite yeah. How did you answer that? And I go, well, I don't think I, I don't remember reading that one. <laughs> I didn't get that far. <laughs> I, or, or, or I skipped that one because they told you in the class, skip the, you know, if you don't know, just take a guess. And they, they even told us in the class that, it's A, B, C, D, your choices. That C was the most likely choice. That statistically C. So I had a, I just filled out mostly C's. And I thought, I'm going up because I, I got all the info. I got the inside scoop that my parents paid for. And then the next phase was, well, you've taken these SATs twice. You did worse the second time. Now it's a question of where you're going to go to college if you can even get into one. And I did not want to go to community college because I knew that was a waste of time. You didn't even know which uh, test score to bury. What's worse? <laughs> right. I didn't, I didn't care. <laughs> and then I went to see the guidance counselor. And that was dismal. I went in with my mom. And the oh, guidance geez. counselor. Why was they, your mom there? Because my mom went everywhere with me. I didn't know how to do anything. <laughs> I was like, you go. I don't want to sit there with her. You, you know, I don't know what to do. I really don't even know how I applied to college. I don't remember. But she gave me a list of candidate colleges that I might potentially get into. One was Elmira, which was an all-girls school. And then I had to remind the woman I wasn't a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I had really long hair. Now she goes, well, they're accepting boys now. And you could probably get in and be a speech therapist. That's what you would probably be good at. You didn't speech. want to go to an all-girls school? You know what? No. I, I had suffered enough rejection, <laughs> and I knew that if I went to an all-girls school, it would be me sitting there in a sea of women who are all not wanting to fuck me. I, I really didn't. I really didn't want to go because I knew it was going to be horrible. I, you know, the only thing I had on my brain was vagina, but... Scarcity would have helped your odds. 
It never helped me. I told you, I went to <laughs> ugly girl parties and they didn't want me. <laughs> like, like enormously overweight women or women who were the rejects of their school, you know. The woman who used to piss underneath her desk in kindergarten, you know, <laughs> they'd be at those parties. <laughs> and they'd all reject me. They really did. They, I, was oh. just, I would go, hey, you know, hey, what's happening? <laughs> they would turn their back on me. I went to a party once. It was for women with two heads, two-headed women. <laughs> <laughs> I was rejected. And you were rejected by both heads. <laughs> both heads. Both of them threw up. It's crazy. I'll tell you, it's crazy. <laughs> it was really true. I, when she said, you'll go to um, you'll go to Elmira, I go, isn't that a girl's school? Yes, they're going to take men now. <laughs> well, I'm hardly a man. <laughs> and, then, and, and then it was suggested I'd be a speech therapist, that I might have some proclivity towards speech therapy. And I said, doesn't that require science? I had flunked every science class. And she goes, yes, it does. You'd have to really buckle down and go, buckle down. <laughs> Look, I want to go My to college. My doesn't say there's any buckling down to do. Do, do, they, do they have a college where I can watch movies? Sure enough, they did. Boston University <laughs> School of Communications. <laughs> you analyze movies. Now, I, I, they told me about a program at BU for idiots who might have some potential. You had to go two years to be humiliated. There was a special building on campus for idiots. It was like the short bus school. Yeah. It was called <laughs> CBS, College of Basic Studies. Basic Studies. It, it, you had to wear a bag over your head when you went to class so that no one would know you were <laughs> You wanted there. to like, be anonymous, right? <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody I'm going to that building. Like, I remember BU, I'd meet a girl or something, and, she, oh, yeah, what, what school are you in? You know, there was the School of uh, Nursing, the Six-Year Medical Program, the School of Liberal Arts, the School of Communications. It was, uh, I'd go, uh, oh, I, I'm in, uh, <laughs> soon as you said basic studies, it was like Herman Munster. The, the, the girls would run for the hills, because I bet you were a moron. You're an idiot. Nobody wanted to associate with anybody in that program. You know, well, I can't believe you were Lou's roommate. He's at the six-year medical school. Well, it just building. worked out. It's, he he went to BU, but as a six-year medical guy, like he yeah. went into medical school right straight from high school. It was the it was all for geniuses. And I was his roommate in basic studies. In study. basic studies. Yeah, it was like that Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I was the extra shit off uh, the, 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 the sperm off of somebody's shoe. <laughs> I was Igor. Well, how did he, I mean, what did you two talk about? Oh, you know. I don't know. Chicks. That's all he discussed with you. He never. But had Lou one got of those. chicks. I mean, Louis. Right, like, but he never was a rule. had one of those discussions about how hard that one mm. question was on the SATs. No, no, he didn't no, have no. that discussion with you. No, I remember turning to Lou a couple of times because when I went to this college of basic studies, you basically had to do two years of like, like you had to take chemistry and you know biology. You had to take all the shit you fucked up in high school, right? And uh, improve yourself so you can matriculate into the school of communications, which is where I wanted to go. But I had to prove myself. And I remember a couple of times I'd say to Lou, hey, Lou, uh, 
how do you do this math program? You go, math uh, problem. He'd look at it and go, you don't know how to do this? <laughs> and I go, no, I don't. He goes, you don't see? And then he go, blah, 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 X equals blah, blah, blah. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> well, uh, what do you mean X equals? What, X equals? How'd you get that? He goes, you really don't know how to do this, do you? He goes, just look at it. it just, and it was a disaster. So I never yeah, asked him again. Right. He couldn't comprehend how stupid I was. That's the only thing he didn't understand. <laughs> he didn't believe it. He thought you were no, stupid. No, he didn't. He didn't say, you, don't kid me. You know what's going on here. I, I, and I really didn't know. But I really, you know, I put my mind to it. Somehow I, I graduated, like, graduated with high honors and stuff. But, you know, I didn't really know what was, was happening. I was in a coma. But Howard, that just proves that just proves that the only thing the SAT measures is how well you take the SAT. It's got nothing no, to do. It measures a lot more than that, John. No, it doesn't. It Sadly. really doesn't. And a lot no, of places are going to get rid of it, and they should. It's it's just it's no. it's a standardized test. You know what it measured? The, it measured how big an idiot I was. And it, 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 it could it, uh, <laughs> separate at least Howard from yeah. the rest of the group. <laughs> I had no success anywhere. <laughs> Oh my goodness! No. Well, you know, no, this it, year they're they're waiving all of those uh, requirements, yeah. like the SAT and everything. In <laughs> Good. I'll go back. You to you would have gone to Harvard this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if you waived that SAT, <laughs> then I'd only have to explain my grades. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I grew up in a black neighborhood. Uh, we we had we we were underprivileged. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. I never learned how to spell. You know. I was a uh, I was subjected to horrible racism, you know. <laughs> well, how come Princeton Review still has SAT prep for thirteen hundred bucks? I don't understand if they're doing away with it. There's still people who take it, and still people who need the help. What but... do you mean they're doing away with the SAT? So what are the schools going to do? Just look at your grades? Nope. They're going to look at your grades, you know, your application more hmm. uh, closely. It's a better way, I think, to evaluate people coming. Really. Yeah, I do. I think the SAT is excellent. It kept out an idiot like me. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I mean, it worked. It said this guy's a moron. And it doesn't apply himself. So I remember walking into that building. It was all the way at the end of campus. They put it, you know, it's so smart. They put it where the jocks lived because they knew. Uh, they probably spent <laughs> you know. a lot of time there. BU has an excellent hockey team, so I mean, I guess the hockey players could get easy access right into the building. Yeah, it was right next to the gym. Another building I ignored, but uh, <laughs> you walk down there. It was a long hike. You get in there, and it was like a little tiny school. It was a walk of shame. That's an idiot school. Shame. But I was grateful because at least I had somewhere to go. What would I have done? I mean, I was in no condition to go get a job. It was a big mess. So it was a nice you, little holding You pen. were a perfect example of someone who needed time to mature. College <laughs> yeah. was perfect for you. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> the whole setup was perfect. It was great fun. <laughs> yes, I matured. Boy, did I mature. <laughs> Excellent maturation. Oh, it was tough. Getting laid was impossible. Once a girl saw you walk into that building. 
I told a girl I tutor over there. I, I try to help uh. the dumb kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for them. I volunteer an hour or two to see if I can get those idiots up to speed. In case you see me walking in there. That's a great movie uh, you should do. Uh, a guy who's going to the basic stu- studies uh, major, but he's in love with a brilliant girl and how he hides that he's in basic <laughs> studies. <laughs> that's no movie. That's my life. <laughs> I had that happen. <laughs> I had a tremendous, from uh, summer camp, there was a girl who went to basic studies. And she is a stunner. I told you this. She was just stunning. Very good looking girl. So whenever I saw her walking into the building, I'd walk with her so that maybe uh-huh. some girls would think she was my girlfriend. And that way I'd get laid. <laughs> and it worked. I, I for, for about a week, I was dating probably the hottest girl on that campus. <laughs> she thought this girl was my girlfriend. When she found out she was just my friend, she dumped me that day. Even people who were in basic studies wouldn't date other people in basic studies. No. What, what, what future would you have in one of them? You have, you try to date outside of that college. You're not going to date another pariah. I mean, you know, if a woman was considering to say, okay, the guy's not good looking, but at least he's a genius. You know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll throw in with him. And we'll have smart children. They might be ugly, but they'll be smart. And uh, <laughs> and they then they see me walk into that building, College of Basic Studies, and uh, they're like, "He's not only ugly, he's stupid." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, what the fuck was I thinking? <sighs> yeah, I, I started to get some girls uh, as soon as I got into the school of communications. I right, my, right. When you finally got to regular class. school. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have to listen. There was no need to bring up the fact that I only got in because I went to the idiot school. I was the total package. Word got around campus. Small brain, small penis. (laughs) This is the type of guy you want. I had a lot to offer. Fucking disaster. My life. It's crazy. But uh, look, you're finishing strong. Don't That's worry it. About it. I'll be I'll be gone soon, but I finished strong. Hey, <laughs> I'm laying in bed last night what? watching American Idol. And uh, John, do you watch American Idol? You don't watch it, probably not anymore. No, I don't. I don't. I think me and a bunch of teenage girls watch it. But uh, I'm laying in bed with my wife, and I got her into it. We're watching it. All of a sudden, Lionel Richie and uh, what's uh, Ryan Seacrest start talking about me. What? And, and and directly talking to me. It was like that scene in 2001: A Space Odyssey. Dave, Dave, like it was weird. What did they have to say about you? Well, uh, Ryan Seacrest goes, you know, a lot of uh, people are watching us this year. Like, um, what was the list of people are watching him? Famous people who Gigi Hadid is watching us. And, uh, you know, some other people they mentioned. And then Lionel Richie goes, you know, who's watching us? Howard Stern is watching us. <laughs> and I uh, go, oh, this, I was half asleep. And I went, what the fuck is this? And Beth was like half asleep too. And she was like, the TV talking to you? I go, yeah. <laughs> Lionel Richie was saying, Howard Stern is watching us. And, and he was right. I was watching them. Yeah, you caught it. He wants to know who I think is going to win. And he said, we started out together. 
which is not true. He was famous. Where did you start with Lionel Richie? You were in the Commodores? Well, Ryan Seacrest even said, you had a radio show? And Lionel <laughs> Richie goes, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll play it for you. It was very weird. This is hysterical. I thought they were going to say, hey, we can see you playing with yourself, Howard. We see you laying in bed. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll play it for you. I got it. I brought it in. Here. American Idol. Howard, so good this season, as you've been seeing. The social buzz is unreal. Jennifer Hudson talking about the show. Josh Gad. Halsey. Jennifer Hudson, Josh Gad. Who's Josh Gad? Halsey. Oh, did they say Halsey? Yeah. Gigi Hadid, all talking about the contestants. You know who else is talking about us is Howard Stern. I heard about that. Yeah, I'm telling you. He's actually doing a great job. Howard, if you're listening or watching, I mean, if you're watching or listening, do me a favor. Tell us who you love. I heard he's in all with you, actually. I mean, who's not, right? Everybody, well, everybody, uh, everybody on the planet in the universe is. But, but we, we started out together. You did. We started out together. You had a radio show, morning show? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> he played your hits. No, I survived being on his show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the music now. Oh my that Lionel Richie looks fantastic. The guy's in his he 70s. I, <clears throat> I know I keep saying it, but Jesus Christ, what's he eating? By the way, why did they have him? You know, I tried to watch a, an episode or two because you're so into it. And they had him one week in a special area, you know, Katie and Brian. He had been exposed to COVID that week. Oh, and they had to make okay. sure he tested negative. Meanwhile. All right, because I was like, Lionel's in the penalty box. They had on um, Paul Abdul as a guest judge because Luke Bryan got, um, got COVID. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, he's going to be out for a while. He was back the next night. And I was like, how does that work? What? He had COVID and he was back the next night just sitting there. How did he return one week after? It was like, okay. And he was sitting with everybody. He wasn't isolated. Well, maybe it wasn't the next night. It was the next week. Okay. So it was like uh, a week later. You don't test negative after a I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You have to have two negative tests. So maybe he had two negative tests. But I don't know what's going on, American Idol. They, they're they afraid to say anything negative about any of the contestants. I guess they don't want any of these kids killing themselves, you know, because they they're all they're all like kind of sad stories. A lot of them. Yeah. And I guess they're afraid to say anything. I remember like Simon Cowell on American Idol used to say, you know, you just did a terrible job. Oh, he'd and, tell you you're not ready for show business. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. The one who should win, and I'm basing this on looks and vocal talent, because some of these people don't look like they're, you know, listen, I know Adele is, uh, you know, big Adele's star. Adele's not can, a, a, a troll. What are you talking no, about? not a she's troll, a but I, woman. <laughs> I, she's not Ariana Grande, you know, with the body and the face and the whole thing, but the one who should win they got a 15-year-old girl on there who looks the part, and she can sing. Her name is Cassie something. I don't know her last name. Yeah, I wrote it down. Cassie. Well, uh, I want to talk about American Idol. I can't sit through one show. These people cannot sing. No, they they, they, they sing okay. Some of them sing okay. It's just, There's a girl who's got um, heavy Okay, not American Idol's, you know, caliber. That's all you got is you got okay singers. They should be on. They aren't even cruise ship material. Well, you're right in a sense because last night they had on um, the guy who's the band leader from uh, the Stephen Colbert show. 
who did a song. I guess he uh-huh. has a new record out or something out. Uh, I, I forget the guy's name. He's John Batiste. John Batiste. Yes. And, you know, you only see him on late night TV leading a band, so you don't know what he's. But the guy got up. The guy's a fucking sensation. I mean, the guy can play the piano. He sings. He dances. I mean, I was like, Jesus, this guy is so fucking talented. And then all of a sudden you realize, well, that's why he's who he is, and that's who these kids aren't. Right. But um, this girl's name is Casey Bishop. She's 15 years old. She's very beautiful. She's got the look. And she can sing. And I could see her being a star because I could see young girls wanting to be like her and young boys falling in love with her. She can't you sing. Know. She's got a nice voice. That's what they No, have. she can sing. She can sing. Now, y- you it. don't understand what singing is if you think any of these kids Well, can sing. stop it. Now you're being impossible because nope, you know many people are famous who don't know how to sing. They sing. have nice voices. Do you think Bob Dylan is a classically good singer? No. Oh, Bob Dylan would never make it on American Idol. That's right. So she could she could potentially go somewhere. Yeah, It'll right back home. <laughs> You're being very difficult. We got to uh, have a show. We got to have somebody win. I told you who should win. So shine bright. I know she can. There's the winner. <laughs> Not everyone's this woman had the better than anybody on American Idol. Not everyone We're has had the training you've had. Like but the judges should be more like the judges should be more like you, Robin, because Howard's right. You know, if all they're going to do is be supportive, like. Who cares? You want they to have all say the same thing. It's three. What is the point of having three judges who all go? You know what? You're terrific. You're you're now. You've come into life and blah blah blah. But Lionel Richie, you know, he's the real deal. I mean, this guy wrote how many hit songs? Do you think Lionel? Oh my is? god, tons. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a credible guy, but he's an you know. You know what? I was watching over the weekend. I it, it's kind of it's a little bit boring, but I was fascinated by it. Somehow on the internet, they put the outtakes of We Are the World when they were all in rehearsal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They Have you seen this video? Yeah. It's, it's long form. It's about a half hour. And Lionel Richie is trying to, te- you know, corral, you know, Bob Dylan, Billy Joel. He's like going, you know, um, um, uh, Cindy Lauper. He's showing all these people the parts and the things. That, the, the guy's a true genius. I mean, he's a, yeah. a musical genius. I'm sure it's like kind of a weird thing for him to see these kids singing and then not being able to tell them listen it's time to go home but he, he, he it's not his mo he doesn't want to be the mean guy i mean i know what that's like because on america's got talent they relied on me to be mean and i was honest sometimes sometimes i wasn't because i saw the kid was like ready for a mental breakdown i was just like fuck this i'm not i'm not pushing him over the edge so i'm just like yeah you're you're really talented you're going to go far not but um, sometimes you can't be mean because these fucking kids will jump out a window. Well, I sit there and I see Katy Perry go, oh, my God, she's got to rein that in. But they don't say that to the contestant when they come and sit in the chair. No, you can't. These kids are all, you know, the kids today are very, uh, what we call emotional. <laughs> you know what I mean? But... uh and they got and Bobby the guy, Bones. I don't understand what he's doing yeah. on the show at all. Glad you said that. I put together a montage. I watched, <laughs> so I watched the show religiously. And Bobby Bones, the best I could figure out on American Idol, they now have Bobby Bones, who is a mentor. Your mentor. 
They go, we have your mentor, Bobby. And I'm like, well, the mentor must be a guy in music. Bobby Bones is like me, like a disc jockey. You know, he like plays got, music. He plays music. <laughs> he plays country music, no less. As far as I know, I don't real. I've never heard the Bobby Bones radio program. I don't know if there's <laughs> comedy. I don't know what the fuck it is. But in this day and age, they syndicate him, and he does very well on the radio. He has a nice voice, and he basically. I don't know what his talent. His talent is nothing. He says I mean, nothing to these kids that's useful. So they they got this guy Bobby Bones, and his job is to get the kids ready to sing. And he he gives them an honest appraisal. Well, that's his role to give them an honest appraisal and what it is they might approve, improve. And it's fucking nuts. So he never gives feedback to the kids on how they sing. He just. It's weird. He, he, he seems that the only thing he seems to say is, kids, you got to be yourself, which means nothing. Right. He goes, you if got, they you could got, do that, they would have already done it. <laughs> right. He, he goes, you got to be yourself. And the kids go, thank you, Bobby. Let them see who you really are. That, that's another thing he says. <laughs> let, them, let, they, let the judges see who you really are. And I'm like, What? I have to jerk off on stage. What? Let the judges see who you really are. And I don't even know what a kid does with that. Here, here's a montage of Bobby Bones telling the kids to be themselves. I'm not making this shit up. And I, and I, and I bet you it's embarrassing for him. He wants to be on American Idol because he wants to be a household word. And that right, show gets, right. you know, viewers. But it, it's got to be embarrassing for him. He probably wants to say to them, listen, don't listen to me. I'm not an announcer on a radio program. I don't, I, I don't know anything about what yeah. you want to do. I wish I could sing like you. <laughs> Nick, I think for the first time we see who you are as an artist, right? This season, I want to see her just be her and block everything else out. She is authentic. Uh, we know exactly who you are when you start singing. So you continue being you here or anywhere else you go. Nice job. You know, you weren't happy with who you were last season and you got to come back. And you got to show who you are. You know, when I think back at your audition, we all fell in love with you as an artist because of you being true to you. So, you know, this is this is the true guy. This is the artist. You know, there, I don't know a truer artist on this show than you. Yeah, it's the same Ooh. advice. Be how, yourself. He must be paid by how many different ways he can say this. Is he but is he true to who he is? <laughs> Do we really know who he is? I haven't seen the real Bobby Bones yet. Could you show me? Nikki Glazer did. She blew him. <laughs> <laughs> right? Didn't she blow him? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki tells a great story when she blew she was on Dancing the Stars with Bobby Bones and she blew him backstage or somewhere. I don't know where she blew him. And the she blew him backstage. How classy. Uh, and then he kind of, then he was kind of done with her. I guess they didn't have the magic. Well, I think she got booted off the show, and that was the end. Yeah, like who wants to be <laughs> with a, a loser? Show romance. <laughs> who wants to be with a loser from Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nikki, I got to tell you, when you blew me, I got to see the real you. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm into it, but. Uh, yeah, I think what's going on is if Ryan Seacrest leaves American you Idol, think they're he's trying Mr. Backup. Yeah, I think he's the backup guy. 
I think Bobby Bones will take over. I think that's the plan because he has nothing to offer these contestants. And then they do this other move. The kids sing, and then they go to Bobby Bones, and he he evaluates how the judges like the Are going to evaluate? <laughs> yeah. You know, her goal was to connect, and she didn't just connect to me or to this room, but to all of America. And, like, she was... Her goal was to connect. See, after the kids sing, they go to him and say, Bobby, did she follow your advice? And he goes, yes. She was looking to connect, and she connected. <laughs> bullshit. I, I bet you he's not happy about all this either. He's yeah, got to be It's saying. all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Kids, I'm not going to bullshit you. I don't know what I'm doing here. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm waiting for this guy Seacrest to leave. Struggling to go up. The conversation we had was, if you want to cry, just cry. And there's always a moment, and I saw Katie look at Luke when you hit that note, and I look at them to see how good you do technically. Like, I, they're the greats. And when you hit a certain note, they looked at each other and went, yep, yep. that's it. You did such a great job. Thank you yeah. so much, Bobby. Bobby. So he his job is to stand backstage and watch the judge's reaction. But how does that well, help he's them doing sing? what we're doing at home? We're looking right. at the judges, too. <laughs> so you, last night, Bobby Bones wasn't there. They oh. had Stamos, oh, John you, Stamos. Did you miss him? They had no. John Stamos doing Bobby Bones? Yeah, Stamos. <laughs> it was a special, a Disney edition, which was oh. horrible. Because Disney music is horrible. Having young right. people sing Disney music, it's like torture. Like, like I'd rather listen to fucking well, music from the Middle going. East. They're going to be in a big costume, but they'll be singing Disney songs. Yeah, maybe they get a job at Disney in a big Mickey Mouse outfit. <laughs> Some of the gals could be Cinderella. But right. uh, so Stamos loves Disney, so he was there. Yes. He was promoting his new TV show, so... They had him being the mentor because he's got some musical background. He was he's the drummer for the Beach Boys, so he at least has credibility. But he was even like, I don't know what to tell you. He said he was honest. He said, just do what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but Bobby Bones just tells the kids to go be themselves, whatever that means. Yeah. And then he comes back afterwards and goes, you know what? He listened to me. He was really himself out there. He connected with not just the people in this room, yeah. but with everybody in America. <laughs> right. He, That's his a advice lot of words is, to say nothing. Yeah, his <laughs> advice is go connect with all of the people in America, because that's possible. <laughs> I guarantee if you sat him down, got him high, he'd start to open up and say, you know what? I know oh, oh, he's a story. broken man. Look at what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> If you were going to be a mentor, maybe you could tell people they sucked and maybe this is how they could improve. But, you know, at least maybe you had done what they do. He doesn't sing, does he? Nobody's paying no. him to sing. No, he doesn't sing. <laughs> he does what we do. Bullshit into a microphone. <laughs> How's he going to yeah. mentor kids who want to sing? There is so much bullshit. I remember being on America's Got Talent and like a magician would come up and I'm, and I'm like, wow, this guy's really good. Because what the fuck do I? Anything fools me. I don't know anything about being a magician. Guy made a fucking flower appear. You know, like pulled a flower out of a Where'd that box. rabbit come from? Yeah. And, and then I liked like the other three judges. And I know they were all bullshit. The other three judges were like, oh, you saw how that was done, right? And I go, yeah, of course. <laughs> I would love I, it when Mel B would go, I still can't figure it out. Yeah. 
Like she knows all the other tricks. She can't figure right. that one. That out. one she can't figure out. Wait, <laughs> we know you can't figure. You can't even figure out. What, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Getting too real. Stop it. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say, have you seen my SAT scores? I shouldn't be judging anything. <laughs> Who hired me to be a judge? I can't even figure out a basic magic trick. What right do I have to tell you not to go on with your career? That's right. Mel B figured it out. They had this guy piff the magic dragon. He would come out and do magic tricks, and I'd be like, I don't know how he does it. How he <laughs> oh, I know how that's done. I'm like, sure you do. Sure you do. You're a genius. Uh, you know, I thought the guy was really good. What do I know? I thought he was entertaining. Mm. I remember him in his dragon suit. <laughs> right. He was good. Actually, he works a lot now. He's he's kind of made it. He's got his yeah. own show and yeah. Good. TV special. I he heard from him. He wrote, he wrote me an email the other day. He told me uh, he showed he has a TV special coming out with a uh, pen of Penn and Teller. And oh, wow. Yeah. And he's doing great. And he's funny as fuck. So, you know, he's good. Let's see some of these phone calls here. Uh, Joe, you're on the air Wait in a Pennsylvania. You play John Stamos doing the mentor thing. You're not going to do that? No, I don't have that. I mean, oh, it, you don't have that. Yeah. The only thing I had the idol judges all saying the same thing. If you want to hear that. All right. Hold that. Not, I mean, it, you know, you know the score. Here it is. It's fun to see you be able to be on the big stage and to see your your stage presence. I am just so happy seeing you on stage is probably the best treat ever because we get to see, like Luke said, your stage presence. So let me give you a little prop here, okay? You came out with stage presence, attitude. You handle that with grace and poise. This takes 10 years of experience to show up looking poised and elegant. Yeah, it was elegant. It was beautiful. But I applaud yeah, yeah. you for bringing your own artistic right. identity to American Idol, not just being another cutout. You're really authentic. You're not. You're just worried about like, do the people feel it? I've always thought you were super authentic, and I think you really came out here and bared your soul. Even your runs in the middle parts of the song were so well done. I love those last couple of runs. I wanted to hear a couple of those earlier. The run from the second verse that connected to the second chorus was magnificent. Thank you. <laughs> it's horrible Gee. for them because they have to be nice. And and I know I there were at least five of them I would have said, I, I, you're not going through. I hate to tell you, you, you took a shit song. You fucking put me to sleep. And you're, you know, you're not going to win, dude. You got to, you got to, you know, no offense. But you see, they don't want that anymore. They don't want a scumbag like me. <laughs> but that was all from one episode, you know? Yeah. It's basically, you know, I got to say, I like how you're on stage, how you, how you it, have feet. It was feet. great to see you on stage. That was great. I love how you use your feet. The way you stood there, uh, it was very, very impressive. <laughs> it was so good to see you singing into the microphone. You were and, poised. And you have great tits. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing a bra. Yeah, what but, about uh, the singing? Well, look. 
I guess they got to do a certain amount of like a sales job. They got to have somebody who they praise, but they praise everybody. There's nobody bad. You know, there was one Which, girl I saw. She came up, she sang, she was terrible. And I think they jumped out of their seats because they were so bad. But they said nice things to her. And she came out and she said to Ryan Seacrest, it was so amazing. They stood up for me. <laughs> <laughs> and she was terrible. See, they're getting the wrong impression. Rick, you're on the air in Texas. What up? Hey, Howard. Hey, Robin. How you guys doing? Hi. Um, Howard, I was the guy that was in the Navy that was in Desert Storm that called in after you announced your re-signing. I don't know if you yes. remember. I remember. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to say that um, I, there's this cult of fear that's being spread about the vaccine. And if anybody should be scared of taking the vaccine, it's me. I have a very compromised physical situation, which I'm winning the war against, by the way. Um, I live in a tourist town where there's a river here that people come from all over the world to float down this river on grass. They don't wear masks. They don't get the vaccine. And I can't, my lady works at the hospital, and I cannot tell you how many people come here to enjoy themselves, and they never leave. They go in that hospital, and they never leave. Wow. And, you know, we are winning the war. It's only down to 11 people in the hospital when it used to be a full floor, 64 people. And well, Rick, I, I don't mean to disagree with you because I, I but I must tell you, we are not winning the war. I I, I read an article from uh, the New York Times just this morning. And it is rather distressing. The the distribution of the uh, covid-19 vaccine. It's um, it's slowing down. Why? Because people are refusing to take it. Now, I don't even understand this. But what the conclusion of the article is with the variants out there of COVID-19, the hope was that every citizen would care about every other citizen, take the vaccine, and then the the herd immunity would be achieved. Now, herd immunity, according to this article, will never be achieved in this country. It is a complete bust because of the imbeciles that live here. They refuse to take it. Exactly. They refuse to take it. They're not reading what's going on in India. People are dropping dead like flies. You know, they they can't distribute the vaccine there. They don't have the vaccine, even though a lot of it is made Their hospitals are overrun. They don't have proper uh, ventilators or medications to treat people. so, So you say to yourself... Who are the people in this country who refuse to take the vaccine? And they even say people over 60 who are the most vulnerable. Even they are saying, fuck it, I'm not going to take the vaccine. For some reason, they know something that everybody else doesn't know. And it's going to kill them or they're going to be microchipped or they're going to, you know, they've got these whacked out theories. And we cannot achieve this herd immunity. The only herd we have is a herd of assholes. In this country. And That's so, right. Stupidity has become become heard. Yeah. So they yeah. say the, the, the best we're going to be able to do, because half of our herd are morons, the best we're going to be able to do is that hopefully get this thing down to that most people will only have like flu-like symptoms or cold symptoms when they do get coronavirus, even though they're vaccinated. And hopefully most of them will live. The idea of getting rid of the thing, the idea of um, of getting rid of these variants is all out the window. We can't do it. We we just don't have now. Don't have the will. <clears throat> we don't have the will. People won't take the vaccine. So we're fucked. 
And um, 32% of the country is fully vaccinated. Uh, 44% have gotten at least one dose, and now it's slowing down. That the rest are in. Yeah, they, those people aren't even showing up for their second dose. They've decided they're fine. And when you talk to them, and I have talked to some of them, they go, well, you know, I think I'm strong. I think I could. Yeah, but what about everyone else who isn't strong around you? Or What, what else you have know? you thought that was such a great idea? Yeah, that, that most of them have not even most of them have not even gone to the College of Basic Studies. So, you know, <laughs> but they're <laughs> still thinking. Brilliant. But, uh, you know, it's crazy. Thinking about, Howard, because I have a bunch of friends that are in California and they're basically ground zero for this disease, uh, you know, issue. And they, their excuse is that the government is going to put nanobots in them. They're changing their DNA. Right. That. There, 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 there's no longer going to be privacy. And I'm telling my, I had to cut off my best friend. And, and I wanted to know if you think I'm wrong for cutting these people. I just block them now because I, I don't have the patience, you know, after knowing. And I didn't mean we were winning it really. I just meant in this town we're winning it because there's a lot of retired people here. And they, and they continue to wear the masks. And regardless yeah. of, you see once in a while a person that's not wearing it. And I get mad at them, you know, because. They are putting other people at risk. And I took the vaccine, and I'm here to tell you, and I wanted to say this is the main thing, that I have a very compromised immune system, you know, um, fighting cancer. And by the way, I didn't get to tell you last time, Robin, that you are my ambassador to Quan. There was times when I didn't want to keep fighting on the cancer thing, and you inspired me to keep going, and now I might have it again, and I don't even give a shit. I'm going to beat it again. I'm not worried All right. About it. That's, All right. That's yeah. the attitude. Yeah. 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 And then also... The, that doctor, I wanted to know the name of that book again that you were talking about, because I do believe, and you helped me change my mindset, that a lot of that our fight against illness is in the mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, well listen, Rick, Rick, I'm going to cut you off for a second, because okay. uh, your, your attitude is great. Um, I, I love what you're saying, but there's a certain amount of the population that will not listen to science. They have decided that there's people out there out to get them. They're all paranoid. And, and, and yes, you are correct. Cutting people off, cutting cutting people out of your life, cutting people out of your life who um, uh, espouse these theories and you cut them off, cut them out of Facebook, get, get, get them out of your life because they're only, there's no way you can respect the person who thinks this way. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate your phone call. Right. You know what? For the first time in my life, I'm acting like a prejudiced person. Of course you are. Because I'll only see people who've had the vaccine. Right. <laughs> of course. And I'm only associating with them. I'm only uh, allowing them to visit. You know, it's just, it's sad, but that's the way it has to be. Bobo wants Robin to say hello. Hi, Bobo. What's up? Hey, how you doing there, Howard? Uh, I have a question for you and Robin that I'm struggling with. Uh, I want to know if I should be able to go on a plane. I'm fully vaccinated now. Is there a question you don't struggle with? (laughs) You should be calling us every minute. (laughs) Right. This is um, really getting on me, and I'm wrestling with myself whether to get on a plane or not. Uh, A good friend of mine, a real close friend of mine, died of COVID. When you um, wrestle with yourself... Yeah. What does that look like? How do you tell who's winning? <laughs> All right. So Bobo is uh, well, Bobo is saying yeah. he has a friend who died of COVID. Yes. And you want to wrestling. go to the funeral? Yeah. I uh, well, it's going to oh. be next week in New York. So, you know, I don't know whether to go on a plane or not because I'm now I'm trapped in this, you know, 
plane with, with, with the same air being circulated, you know, Why? wearing a mask. I, I don't know if that's enough because you could still I don't get blame COVID you. even though you're, you know, even though you're you. vaccinated. So what would be your call? Yeah, I don't think going to the no. future. Your friends, first of all, release your guilt. Your friend's not going to know that you're not there. In other words, if you were a good friend, you called the friend while they were ill, or you, maybe you've, you've been in touch over the years, so you're, you, you can release that guilt. This idea that you could go to a funeral. The funeral, the friend is no longer around to see that you care. The funeral's too right. late. Funerals are very meaningless. They, they, when the person's alive, were you a good friend to them? That's what's most important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And now, would I get on a plane to go to a funeral? No. Is your answer. Right. Stop wrestling with yourself. <laughs> Why? Let yourself go. <laughs> I'm caught yeah. between the walk and the harder walk. It's just, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a yeah. tough thing. Yeah. And while you're wrestling with yourself, try and wrestle away that fucking ridiculous new beard and goatee you have or whatever that thing is. <laughs> yeah, I uh, really trimmed it down. Good. I got to say that. But, Howard, I want to ask you something. Did you hear about Dr. Drew? He Dr. was out Drew? to dinner at Peter Luger's Steakhouse, and there was a shootout in the front. He had to die for cover, but this is how bizarre this is. He decided to still eat there. Who would do that after people being shot? I would do that. You would get you up would. from the floor uh, after miss the bullets missing you and they get the yeah. guy out and you would have dinner. <laughs> I'm still hungry, aren't I? I mean, the threat is over. I guess I would. Oh, my God. But, I mean, That's crazy. no one was killed, were they? No, but he was huddled in the corner and not knowing, like he said, uh, when they interviewed him at TMZ, like if it was a mass shooting or not. And then the Eagles, I think well, if like if eat, I was so. there and there, and you know like let's say a, a fight breaks out, a couple of guys shooting at each other, and then they arrest them and they're gone and nobody got killed, I, I think I'd finish my dinner. Sure. You'd still be hungry. You don't think that your hunger would have left you? Why would it leave me? <laughs> I'm still hungry. I was hungry when I walked in. What am I going to do? Where? What am I going to go to another restaurant and see another fucking uh, shootout? I think I'd have to go home. Yeah, I think uh, I'd say to myself, "Well, that's enough of this day." And I'm. What are you going to do another... for dinner? I'm going to eat at home. Man, what if you don't have anything? At Take home? it to go. I would not. Stay there. <laughs> now I got to wrestle they with another thing. The on the loose. What's that? Puppet? They never got the guy. They never got the guy. Now I'm wrestling with another thing. I wonder what What's Dr. Wu had for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What was that date night, Doctor Drew? You couldn't leave. <laughs> I believe I think he I'd was there with my... his wife and his daughter. <laughs> I think I'd finish my meal. Oh no, 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 no! God, when I'm at a restaurant, I'm so fucking hungry. Like, <laughs> I don't think there's much that could go on that would make me. Even leave. a shooting would not deter you. <laughs> well, if someone died, I might lose my appetite. That would be bad. But if it was just a, a regular shootout where nobody How got hit. Hard? That's crazy. No, people were shot. They were shot. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. were. Oh, then I would leave. Yeah. People were shot. Yeah, That's they were shot. You didn't say that. Yeah, no, people that were there in the front of the place were shot. Oh, and in front of the restaurant? Yeah. The direction. It wasn't yeah. in the restaurant. Was 20... Oh, I would. If, if there was a shooting towards... outside a restaurant I was eating, I think I'd finish it, my meal. It was the outdoor <laughs> seating area. 
They were having a tenderloin. That's where he was going to sit. He was going to sit this, out there with his wife, and then he decided this story, to the whole He is the worst storyteller. He is the like, worst storyteller because the story changes as you go along. Yeah, the story was Wait, Dr. Drew was, was in a restaurant. There was a shootout. It's like a game of telephone. And he had to hide right. under a table. He had to hide under a table, but nobody was killed and nobody was hit with a bullet. Right. Then it became, no, no, no. People were hit with a bullet, and now they're in the hospital. Then it became, no, no, no. He was under it was a table. But it, was, it was outside somewhere. <laughs> the shooting was outside. He was inside. And I'm wrestling with my brain. Let me clarify this. Let me clarify. He was in front of the I see the struggle, Bobo. Yeah, I see why you're wrestling yourself. <laughs> yeah. It was an outdoor where they have the seating at the restaurant itself. Why? That's where the people were shot. So he came in that direction. All right, Bobo. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Yes. Okay. The shooting was in front of the restaurant. Why? That's correct. Okay. Peter Wolga. Dr. Drew was inside the restaurant. That's right. Okay. Correct. So Dr. Drew never saw the shooting. There was no nobody shooting in the it. restaurant whatsoever. He heard it. And nobody inside the restaurant where he was was hurt. No. But he was walking in the direction. That's a completely different story. And yes, I would finish my food. Yeah, I think even I could eat after that. Yeah. Nothing happened. Oh, my. Yeah, but you don't know where the guy is. He's he's missing. Did Dr. Drew's, what point in the meal was Dr. Drew, you know, when the shooting occurred? Was he in the middle of his meal? Had he been served already or was he waiting for food? I believe not. Had he ordered? I think no, he, he had his appetizer of shrimp. What? I think he had his appetizer of shrimp. No, I want to hear Bobo's answer. <laughs> no, when he heard the when they heard the, the commotion, he tried to run in that direction. They brought him back. Staff brought him back. He was huddled in the corner, and then after that, he decided. Wait oh, a second. Wait. Here. Now well, you're claiming. Question. Yeah. So you now you're claiming. At first, he said Dr. Drew was hiding under a table. Now you're saying Dr. Drew ran toward the shooting, like some yeah, sort of superhero. It, yes. He yeah, ran toward. Right, right. Towards it, towards all the commotion, and then what? the staff <laughs> grabbed him. They had the security guards, and then they put him. They huddled him back in the corner with the rest of the people. Boy, that is a bad fucking philosophy. When you hear a shooting going on, don't huddle in any corner. That makes it easier for the shooter to fucking shoot your ass if he comes in. Yeah, they're actually attracted yeah. to huddlers in corners. Let me give people a tip what you do if there's an active shooter and you're in a restaurant. When you walk into a restaurant, watch where the waiters, first of all, always keep your back to the wall. So you could see. Well, the front everybody door. can't have their back to the wall. I'm telling my listeners, my non-listeners <laughs> can go sit with their, their their backs to the door. You want to watch the door. When you see some action, you should have already scoped out where does the waiter go after he takes your order, because he goes back to a kitchen where there's a back entrance and he gets out. So when you mm-hmm. see that fucker coming through the door, grab your loved ones and fucking pull them with you and just go out that door where the waiter was. for the hills. Don't yeah, stand right. in a fucking huddle so the guy so can shoot you better. 
I love Dr. Drew. Dr. I always see people when they hear something, you know, have you ever been on the street when something happens and right. everybody starts running toward the something happening, you know, wherever they heard the sound? I'm like, why do people do that? I'm headed in the opposite direction. Trouble is that way. Dr. Drew is a superhero. Well, maybe because he's a doctor, he thought he could. Uh, just, yeah, maybe. Well, but, you maybe know, the good. people in the restaurant said he thinks he's a doctor and they pulled him back. <laughs> <laughs> How do you want, Jason? Yeah, I just I just watched the Dr. Drew video where he's recounting in uh-huh. what happened. He said they heard shots and he immediately dropped the floor and went under the table. So there was right. no rushing towards anything. According uh... to why. So where does Bobo get all this information that he makes up? TMZ. I watched the video on TMZ. Do you ever think, Bobo, that your comprehension is so low that you get it all wrong? No, I was pretty good in school. There's no way. There's no way you were good in school. (laughs) Uh, Unless you went to special school. (laughs) No, I didn't go to no special school. Bullshit. I guarantee you, you were in like a slow track. No. Here's no. the fact. I had chemistry. I had all those classes. Algebra. I had all of that. Algebra. Dude, algebra. You had an 80 IQ. I don't think you were fast tracked. Just that like IQ he thought like Dr. Drew ran toward the trouble. All right. He here. thought he was taking chemistry in high school. I'm going to read you the article. Around 10 p.m., an argument started in Peter Luger's and continued outside. Okay. So it started inside. People went out front. Shots were fired. The target was missed. Two of the people sitting outside were shot. One in the shoulder, one in the stomach. They were treated with non-life-threatening injuries. The shooter is in custody. That's the fact. Bobo had the entire story wrong, except that that it was at Peter Luger. That was Dr. Duo. (laughs) And Dr. They were eating steak. (laughs) Bobo, didn't you say the shooter was still on the loose? Yeah, because when I first read it, it just uh, happened. When I recapitulated, it happened on Thursday, and I'm still working on Thursday's news. He was huddled in a corner? No, he was under the table. Why? That's why I always eat at the wife through. Never in a restaurant. I was wrestling. I was wrestling with myself whether to eat in a restaurant. Order drive through, and then when I yeah. after I wrestled drive through one. <laughs> or sometimes I drive down the street and I work for somebody with a Suwaki cart. That way I yell out my order, he brings it to the car, and I hand him the money, and I this drive away. This is just like Bobo's nine twelve situation, right? You know, he had somebody die in. In World Trade Center disaster, but it turns out the person was in California and died the next day. It had nothing to do with the World Trade Center. Well, in all fairness to Bubba, he says he thinks the news about uh, (laughs) 9/11 upset the guy, which I only found out about a 9/14. That's why I wear a a 9/12 jacket. (laughs) (laughs) And I get together with all the 9/12 people. And I went to a regular school and took biology. <laughs> Minneola High School, yeah. where I took chemistry. They're saying, be quiet, Bobo. We need people to come here for a good education. We don't, I graduated. Ruining. Someone come dummy. 
ruining property values. So I took chemistry. They found walks in my head. <laughs> it was geology. They studied the rocks in your head. Why? Turns out I have <laughs> the wax lights on the way. Hey, I uh, I'm upset with Ralph. He was insinuating because people voted for Trump. Oh, I so don't care. Bobo was a terrible caller. His brain is getting smaller. His calls make no sense. They were poor and he balder. His hairpiece was a rabbit or a cat in a hat. It was a straight up horror. So fucking convoluted. Bobo a week ago. All right, I got I gotta to go. No, you got to listen to the story. It goes 16 to 18 miles an hour. I hit the grass. I went off the pavement, which I shouldn't have done. I went up in the air and slammed on the ground. But listen to this. The Apple Watch that I had alerted me that I had a hard fall, and they, they, they asked me if I wanted medical assistance. I couldn't believe this. I don't think an Apple Watch does that. Wow. And then they realized it was me and I had no brain that needed <laughs> medical assistance. <laughs> the His Apple Watch said, is smarter than he is. <laughs> they said, if it's you amazing. want Bobo, you need medical assistance. <laughs> but since you have no brain, you have no concussion. <laughs> See? See, what, what, what are like you driving? A, a, a scooter? It's an electric scooter, yeah. I buzz around my neighborhood, just in the back. Oh, I my God. Care. I wish I could see it's that. The headlight and mm. the taillight. And what happened is I shouldn't have done it. I was on the, the regular road, but then I was going by the pond because my son wanted to take pictures, all right, for his school. And then I decided to go on the grass. I hear him yell, no, Dad, don't do it. And I hit the grass, and it went flying up in the air. I'm 210 pounds, uh, six foot. And I flew over the top. I slammed on the ground really hard. I, you know, screwed up my knee. And then all of a sudden the watch is buzzing me. It said we detected a hard fall. Do you want us to call emergency service, you know? And I, the and I said, walk. no. Now, was, where was, was your was son, Bobo? He was behind me on the on the blacktop where I should have been, but I decided to go up in the grass. It was a little bushy by the ah. pond. Yeah, the bushy grass. Oh, Bo no, Bobo's no, no. a daredevil. You know, yeah. I, I'm going to yeah, ride on the road, but then I'm going to go Why? off road Why? to see if I, see if I could survive. I just Why? wanted to make sure like he wasn't boomerang. driving his son because that was terrible. No. So the he son was. I have one. I'm not I... that stupid. No. <laughs> I'm like a bald, evil Knievel. But I felt so like the... it's like a boomerang. I went flying up in the air. Boomerang. Great, Great story. Yeah. That Apple Watch. I didn't know it, but the Apple Watch said they detected very low brain activity in me. <laughs> <laughs> my blood pressure was higher than my IQ. Yeah. If that watch really had any sense, it would have said, Bobo, you're not supposed to drive a scooter. You're not capable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it didn't even, it, every day it, it alerts me that my brain isn't working correctly. <laughs> so they call 911. But kudos to the Apple people, man. I never knew they put that in that watch. 
Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it, uh, it turns out they have a moron meter in there. Yeah. <laughs> the watch is smarter than me. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait until they have the watches for different intelligence. And oh, Bobo yes. will then be taken care of. I went to Minneola High School. <laughs> I never knew that. He says that a lot. <laughs> yeah. My Apple Watch called 911 and said that a mall one was hurt. <laughs> How old is your son? Uh, 14. How come a 14-year-old knows better than you what's dangerous and what's not? I mean, your son's oh, screaming. He, he knows. You know. Yeah, but he's more street yeah. smart with that. You know, he's kind of me into street getting smart. it. He's street smart. Around the neighborhood. It's fun. This kid's got I'm street smart. smart. <laughs> Unbelievable. But he, he wanted, yeah, he wanted to take pictures, and uh, I, I was ahead of him, and I should have, I should yeah. have not done that. He's street smart, and the street is smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bubba. Matter fascinating fact, the story. Is smarter than me. Yeah, thank you. So there you have a Bobo reporting on um, Peter Lugers and Dr. Dwell. Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil. Dr. Dwell is, uh, Dr. Dwell is eating and he got shot and then he, he died and then they brought him back to life. Yeah. He was hiding under a table. He put a tenderloin on his chest to protect himself like Kevlar. By the time Bobo gets done with the story, it's all wrong. It's like, it's like, so I just read Dr. Drew went to Peter Lugas and shot five people. <laughs> I just read that Peter, uh, Dr. Drew had a Wooga at Peter Wooga's and shot them in the, in the chest. And then he was in Minneapolis when they found him, but he right. was all white. I never thought a friend would bestow my trust. <laughs> Why does he insist on using big words? They're not even that big, Howard. He just can't handle many words at all. Bestow. What a beautiful song. Smashing Pumpkins 2929. Beautiful song from the 90s. Billy Corgan, what a talent. People seem to be moving around. You didn't visiting. see Billy Corgan out there. <laughs> now, Billy knows what's going on. Here's Ralph Sorolla who says he has a big announcement to make. Oh, good. Oh. Finally, we'll know what's going on with him. Go ahead, Ralph. Hey, hey now, quickly. Uh, but first off, uh, in case you're wondering if Bobo's an idiot, here's proof. He has an Apple Watch. He doesn't even know what the fuck it does. <laughs> He's, like, surprised it does something. <sighs> All right. Uh, Next, <laughs> dude, my fucking uh, 
This phone I got. I got three phones, and they all cut out. Uh, they all cut out of me. Anyway, I had my second shot for the vaccine. I still don't get these fucking people who are hesitant. And, and how do you get one shot and not get the second one? Like, you know, like, and the second I got the second shot. It didn't even hurt. I mean, my arm didn't even hurt for a day or two after. You know what I mean? Well, what you're bringing up is baffling. I mean, I don't understand it. I mean, there is a country that uh, in America where you have educated people, you would think that we we, we could have herd immunity. We could have 80 percent of the country vaccinated rather rapidly. We have a president who's organized, knows how to get the vaccine out. I mean, it, all the all the we, we are so lucky we're not India. And yet we got idiots who won't get their uh, shots. So what are we going to do? If it was up to them, we would be India, Howard. Right. If those people were in charge, yeah. And the vaccine is a miracle. It's a miracle we have this fucking thing. Imagine if we did it. And they're sitting there, I'm not sure, I'm hesitant. You're fucking hesitant? The shit you eat, the drugs you do, the alcohol? You fucking morons. We should rather them all up and send them to India. They're selfish people. They are. They don't. They, they go, well, I'm worried about it. They're going to the government's going to microchip yeah. me. And then you go, well, yeah. you know, what about everyone else? What about your grandma? What about? Like, yeah, but like, what is the government going to microchip them for? This is the other thing. Yeah, that what do they have that's so important yeah. the government needs to microchip them? Well, a lot of them Nobody are geniuses. Cares about you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, the government the government can't even do anything. They, they're going to sit there and micro. I, I wish the government had it together so they could microchip us. How, how about that? Me. I don't care. I, I, I'm not up to shenanigans. Put a fucking chip in me. I tell you, Jeez. put a chip in Ralph and figure out why he has three phones. I mean, he, <laughs> this is why America's great. Even I only have two. Yeah, I mean, I have one phone. This guy's got three. That's how I. I mean, this is how he rolls. I want. I want to microchip him and find out what's going on. Hey, Wait also, a second. Um, uh, Ralph has brought up something where Alex Jones wants to talk about conspiracy uh, theories, the vaccine, and really what's going on. He is not allowed on any any services anymore. The only place he can speak out is here. All right, Alex, let's go. Infowars.com. Infowars.com. I have warned you about these vaccines, and it is absolutely a miracle. It is a miracle death serum of chimera combinations. Let me tell you something. These globalists got a plan, and we ain't in it. It's Bill Gates' master plan, the sterilization of eugenics labs and depopulation summit 20 years ago. It's all out there. It's all on Infowars.com. Infowars.com. You're one of these guys who says the government's up to something. This is DNA mapping. This is total control of the population. Look, let me tell you something. I used to be like you. I used to be like all you guys 25, 30 years ago. I thought all this Satanism was BS. And then what I saw, I snuck into Bohemian Grove in the year 2000. I was with BBC affiliates. I was with Secret Service. I saw Satanist Republicans burning the effigy of the Al God Moloch. I saw Faustian rituals of old men doing deep breathing in circles. Going, <laughs> and what I, what I realized was this is multi-level. It's corruption. It's blackmail. It's the scientist elite that want to dictate culture. They want, they want your body. They want to control your behavior with the full planetary well, why, do, why do they want Why are they so interested in controlling our behavior? I mean, everybody's got a little bit of time on the planet. Who would want to waste their life? controlling everyone's behavior this is ridiculous it's it's what is what is the end game what do they want the end game is 2030 post-human post-industrial allegory of the collapse of society listen <laughs> people gave up on god these are the same people that gave up on god these are the abject psychopathic demons these are the dark evil possessed people that feed off of dark energy and i'm not playing games here 
I'm not playing games right. with either. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. I, I, and when you say it like that, it does make a little bit of sense. I hear what you Do you're you think he goes home and he believes these same things, or is this an act? Is it an act, Alex, or are you for real? Oh, it's completely an act. I go home and I pray <laughs> to the Bill Gates shrine that I have on my wall and all that. Listen, the only person playing games here is Bill Gates. And actually, speaking of games, I do have a Bill Gates this or that game to play. You want to test your knowledge of the satanic globalist Bill Gates? Sure, I'll, t- I'll test my knowledge. I don't know much about Let's Bill Gates. Let's play but... Bill Gates games. All right, all right. Let's put your reptilian Satanist hats on. So we went ahead and asked Bill Gates, would you rather eat a dozen babies or slaughter civilization? Did mm. Bill Gates say, eat a dozen babies? Or slaughtered civilization. We know he loves doing both. We know he loves both. Right. But what's the most important? Yeah. What does he like that? You can only pick one. Hmm. Well, I, I would think he'd want to. Uh, what is it about civilization he wants to do? Slaughter. Slaughter, slaughter civilization. I think, he wants to, I think he wants to slaughter civilization. <laughs> slaughter civilization. Let's see. Bill Gates, would you slaughter civilization or eat a dozen babies? Eat babies. Gates has energy to destroy civilization. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Well, mm. tell them what wow. they could have won if they were right. The Liberty Food Bucket Snack Pack filled with powdered Pop-Tarts and Patriot Cakes. The ultimate in survivalist nourishment at Infowars.com. I got to tell you, Alex. That was a fun game, but I feel it was rigged. It was a trick question, really. I mean, <laughs> you're saying he's going to eat the babies and then get the powers to destroy the world. So, all right, but, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We asked the demon himself. The demon said what he said, and I'm sorry you're lost. Listen, I got to go take a pitch. I'll be right back. Right. Bye-bye. Oh, oh. Hold on, my guy. Oh, I guess I'm doing a commercial. All right, I was going to go pitch, but I guess now I got to go do a commercial. Listen, <laughs> right. what you need is Ultra Sun Fusion. It's a mixture of toothpaste and WT40. It is full of vitamin W. It's great for saliva production, great for bone growth. This will help you fight the globalists, help you fight all the diseases that they're unleashing into the world to create a post-human apocalyptic world. Only at Infowars.com. All right. Well, there you go. Well, I was happy to let you on the air. I like to hear what other people are thinking, even if it is out there. So thank you very much, Alex. Infowars.com. Infowars. Infowars. We have to get your production guy on here. Wow. That's marketing. All right, thank you. Thanks, Alex. Bye, Alex. Well, it's important to hear their point of view. I mean, these, these people. Yeah, now you is got it. Is it really? How what great is it? Because we used to laugh at things like that. Not and anymore. nobody believed. What is happening now that people will believe the most ridiculous things? Everything's gone nuts. I mean... You know, now you got to, yeah, people are taking. I think like, they're already chipped or poisoned or something. People are taking nonsense and believing it. Yeah. Robin, that's it.
See what else I got for you. I got a phony phone call for you. As long as we're on this theme of uh, wackiness in the world and with our world going crazy, we called a swap shop, a radio show. Yeah. Um, and we 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 set up to sell a controversial item, and then repeatedly canceled each other for it. This is a very <laughs> this is an epic phony phone call. Okay, I can't wait to hear people, this. People are talking about cancel culture. Yes. But this is, uh, we call this cancel culture gone mad. <laughs> and it all happened on Swap and Shop, which is a great place to make phony phone calls. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the one, the only, the often imitated, never duplicated, best there is, best there was, and best there ever will be, midday edition of Swap Shop. Good morning. You're on Swap Shop. Well, hello there, uh... I'm selling several old boxes of the classic Aunt Jemima pancake mix, mm -hmm. and this one features the sweet old African-American lady pictured right on the box. All right. Now, did you hear that they uh, recently took the Aunt Jemima lady off the box? They changed the label now. Did you hear that? Um, heard a little bit about that. So that makes these a bit of a collector's item. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, and God bless you. All right, so we got uh, boxes there of the uh, old Aunt Jemima uh, pancake mix. All right, keeping things moving here into uh, more of your phone calls. And good morning. You're on Swap Shop. Yeah, hi. Just a heads up, that version of the pancake mix that he was selling, that's been canceled. I don't know if you want to be selling it on here. All right. You didn't hear about that? Uh, I did. It's not my uh, place to... Tell people what they can and can't do on here. Well, I'd like to go ahead and just cancel that item and cancel that collar while I'm at it. Cut. Oh, wait, sir. Please don't cut me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. One of these mornings to start. All right. Good morning. You're on Swap Shop. Yes, I have a problem. What's up? Well, my problem is I'd like to cancel that last caller because nope. his southern accent was offensive <clears throat> and reminiscent of the antebellum South. Cut. So there. He's canceled. Told you the other day we're not doing this. Got a phone call, so let's get to it here. Good morning. You're on Swap Shop. I just want to say you're doing a great job handling all these dunderheads calling in about canceling. Um, uh, we, we just, whatever people call and sell, we're just avenue for that. With that being said, Swap Shop is sort of like a radio auction, yeah. which is reminiscent of when slaves were bought and sold at <laughs> auction. So, Cut. unfortunately, I'm going to have to say cancel Swap Shop. Nope. Not doing that. A couple quick rules. Uh, or no, we went over the rules. Um, we do have to cut things uh, a little bit short here today. Got time here for one more phone call. Here we go. We'll get it in real quick. And good morning. You're on Swap Shop. Hey, it's me again. All right. Hey, since everybody's canceling things, can we cancel my pain in the ass, wife? Hey. <laughs> uh, oh, and in addition to my Aunt Jemima pancake mix, All right, look, I'm selling uh, a classic Mr. Potato Head. Cut out there. Not that new gender-neutral one. Help. This is Mr. He has a penis. Nope. Cut. He has a pair of balls. <laughs> We're, we're gonna stop all this, all, all all that's going on here today. All the all this, Aunt Jemima, Potato Head, cancel all that. We're, we're done with it, okay? Right. We're not gonna talk about it. Uh, Calling up for, to. <clears throat> 
Sorry, that's going to bring things to a wrap here for this Thursday. <laughs> I like that music. I am envious of that. He canceled his own show. Can't do oh, that. That's funny. He yeah. was so angry for ruining Swap Shop. Everybody's favorite, Dry Lisa, is on the air. Hi, Dry Lisa. Oh. Um, hey. Hi, guys. Hey, now. Hey, Dry Lisa. For those of you who are not familiar with Dry Lisa, she's a fairly uh, newer caller. She called me one time, and I guess she got the name Dry Lisa because her vagina was very dry. Is that right, Dry Lisa? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. I forget what happened. How old are you again? I, I, refresh, give, give us a little refresher before you get into your topic. Okay, uh, 52. 52. I feel that's young and... to have a dry vagina, don't you, Robin? 52? Yeah, that's a, you know, dry vagina has uh, happened early to her. <laughs> what yeah. age were you yeah. when your vagina went it's dry? It's premature. <laughs> yeah, like I know mm. that comes with menopause, that some of the secretions aren't as, as uh, thick. Uh, right, but, uh, correct. But, but what age were you when your vagina started to go dry? I'd say probably the last three, four years. Oh, if you're About 50. Four years, eight, four years. I already, 48. Yeah, where, where I already, I went through early menopause. So that's probably why. You know, I have a theory. I don't know much about dry vagina. But I really do feel that... If a, if a woman meets the right guy, I feel her vagina would juice up. Well, is you it, know, it could also be a health issue. Right. If you're well, not as healthy as you could be, your vagina won't, you know, like your body's not going to have a wet vagina. It's going to try to keep the rest of you alive. It's kind of like a dude with Correct. a boner, I guess. Like, yeah. I realize I'm very yeah. healthy because Beth had sex with me. Uh, let me see. Uh, what's today? Today's Monday. Today right. is Today's Monday. 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 Well, okay. So Beth had sex with me Friday night. Uh huh. And then okay. I jerked off Saturday and I jerked off Sunday. Now that's pretty good <laughs> for a dude can my I, age. Um, can I ask you something? Sure. Why do you Why do you jerk? Why do you masturbate after having sex with your wife? Because first of all, I know there are days. That Beth's busy. If you don't mind. Uh-huh. I don't mind anything. I'll answer anything. But um, okay. I just know, like, Beth will be busy. I can just tell. Or she wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. And I'm like, you know what? She probably thinks it's kind of ridiculous that I'm all charged up and ready to go again. She just had sex with me a couple of hours ago. So let me just take care of the problem. And give her a day off. I got so, you. Uh, so I kind of I assess the situation. And I go, you know what? Let me just get rid of this thing. And then some days I'm so busy that I'm like, it'd, be, it'd take me two seconds to put on a little you porn real quick <laughs> and jerk off. I love you have to interrupt things. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, like, like get, this, get this stuff out of me. But even you when know, I'm, I'm trying I'm, to work here and I got this stuff in me yeah. that I need to get out. And even when I'm doing oh, it, I'm relief. like, I can't believe at my age, I have such a libido. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I Good just remember you. this Good guy, Studs Terkel, who was kind of a philosopher and a writer. I remember. And he said, so many of my years were wasted because I had this thing 
that I couldn't get rid of. I had to feed it. And he said I could have been so much more productive and so done so much more with my life if I hadn't been plagued by that libido. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Well, that's exactly like like yesterday I went, oh, my God, I have so much to do. Go outside, find Beth. She was sitting outside (laughs) enjoying the day. And I was just like, and then to like, you know, hey, come on. And she's got to go shower. And let me just get let me just take care of the problem. So but I, uh, still, even that, just going through that, the process of making the decision whether you're going to ask your wife to participate or do uh, it yourself takes up time. And then I have to calculate. What if she came up to me and said, hey, let's go make love uh-huh. or whatever she says. And then I'd be, you know, it's time for bang a clown. Oh, no, I just masturbated. I just, I just banged it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I had bang a clock. <laughs> so I do it. Uh, <laughs> So I do what I have to do real quick, and I'm right back in the action. Uh, I'm back. You know, I feel good. That's the way you say you figure you're saving energy and putting Mm -hmm. everything into your life. We're not wasting time. And then I saw these two uh, young uh, lesbians having a good time. Oh, that was what was on YouTube. Yeah, you You porn, porn. whatever you you porn. Yeah. Well, there's one that they sh- there's one that they show over and over again, and I and I I've seen it like seven times already. It's uh, <laughs> still don't understand it. <laughs> this woman has her niece over, and I don't understand why all the incest. Like I I mean I I watch it and enjoy it. I'm not into incest, but when I watch porn, it's like kind of exciting that this um the aunt has her niece over, and they haven't seen each other in a long time, and she and and the aunt goes, my God, you have Grown up into such a young lady. I can't believe I haven't seen you in so long. And then the the, the, the niece goes, oh, thank you. And, the, and she goes, what are you up to? She goes, well, I wanted to come visit you before I go on the cruise. My high school or whatever it is, college, you know, however young she is. My college, we're having an all women's cruise. And the aunt goes, you're kidding. Now, the aunt's hot. And she said, and they, by the way, having this conversation on a bed, the the niece is wearing short shorts with her whole asshole almost sticking out, <laughs> no bra, nothing. But the niece uh, and and tattooed up too, you know. This is some niece, <laughs> and and the innocent one. So the uh, so the aunt says, "You're going on an all girls. You're 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 you know you're a young girl. Why are you not going co-ed? Well, this is about women's empowerment." The cruise is all about women, you know, finding their own thing. And we're going to be have educational classes about women. The aunt goes, well, if you're going to be on a boat with all women, have you ever been with a woman sexually? And the, and the girl goes, <laughs> yeah, that's no. The that an aunt would take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was wild. And she goes, no. She goes, well, you know, all those girls are going to be on there and they're going to be curious. And she goes, let me show you. Have you, have you ever had an orgasm? And the niece goes, I think I have. She goes, oh, my goodness. Then you haven't. She goes, oh, let me, let, yeah, yeah. Let me show you what's going on here. Yes. Somebody should have told you this already. Right. So she starts making out with her niece. And uh, the niece is like, I think this is wrong. I don't know if we should be doing this. And she goes, look, I'm not, you don't, I'm not telling your mother. Her mother, of course, is her sister. She goes, I'm not telling, I'm not telling you, mother. And she goes, you sure you're not going to tell my mother? She goes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How about she'd go to jail if she tells her mother? So she goes, 
But it's always about teaching. It's not even, you know, it's like she just wants it's her to be prepared. Cli- it's clinical. It's not clinical, for right. love or, or lust. So they start kissing. Two seconds later, the aunt takes off this uh, young girl's top. And, uh, you know, she's playing with her titties. And that's all I saw. I didn't get much further oh, than that. Oh, you didn't get further than that? No, that's all I needed. Because I get always love how this, this lesbian uh, turn, yeah. always the greatest orgasm. Have you ever noticed that the woman who's now drawn into the lesbian situation is having the world's greatest orgasm? Yes. Like she could never achieve this with a man? Well, I've learned to watch lesbian porn because I figured out that the best-looking girls like doing lesbian porn. They they hate guys. They don't. They're just, they don't want to be with the guys. They don't want to be with guys. So it's always some pretty good-looking, um, good-looking women in these lesbian porns. But I did, and then the next day I watched um, a babysitter who uh, is hired by a mom and dad, and the babysitter shows up for the job interview. She's almost naked. You know, but they they look over her resume. They like her. Uh, But uh, and the mom is just almost naked, too, (laughs) during the job interview. But they have the job interview. Everything goes well. They hire this girl. They cut to the next day. She's watching the kid. But meanwhile, the nanny is in a bathing suit out by the pool when she's supposed to be watching the kid. The parents come home and go, we have a nanny cam and we caught you and we're going to fire you. And she and and then when they fire her, they they tell it they to fire her, they bring her upstairs to the bedroom. Now why they did that, I don't know. But the the mom goes, um, you're you uh, it's up to me, you're gonna be fired. But the husband goes, Let me talk to her. He shuts the bedroom door, the wife leaves. Exactly. And the girl goes, Listen, I can't lose this job. He goes, Well, it's really up to my wife. He goes, Yeah, but you could put in a good word with your wife. I can't I'll do anything. He goes, Really anything? Two seconds later, she's blowing this guy. Right, of course. Of course. You got to keep this babysitter job. They pay so well. So high paying. (laughs) And I saw her blowing him, and then I was done with that one, too. Well, all all I'm saying, because I don't watch porn necessarily, but even in regular uh, movies or TV shows, these lesbian orgasms that are depicted are out of this world. Yeah. Yeah, well... You know, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't think they're, I'm like, you know, really? I think come on. These are very good actresses. <laughs> dry Lisa, Dry Lisa, when did you when you realized you were drying up? Did it bother you? Were you like, oh, my God, my vagina is drying up? My power. Yeah. Yeah. It was annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Are you on a speakerphone? Like, yeah. Um, no, I'm on a Bluetooth. Yeah, Why I'm it. bad. It's all right. I, I can I'll t- lower I don't it. Like, I'll lower the volume. It's where I'm sitting. I don't think it's the Bluetooth. I think it's when you're just talking to your regular yeah. phone. And, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, because the Bluetooth, that? you're not talking into the speaker. You're talking into the air, you know, the air. Right. Yeah, I unplugged it. I unplugged it. Yes. Oh, see, now. See, listen so. to it. Listen to Dry Lisa now. Okay. <laughs> she sounds like she's wet. Hey Sorry about <laughs> that. It's just easy on my right hand and killing me. Oh, her phone connection dried up. Her vagina dried up. <laughs> I no, I didn't uh, hit uh, change the thing over. Sorry. I well, who's on the phone? Dryer Lisa. You know, you don't dryer Lisa, right? Mm, hey, dryer yeah. Lisa. 
Yeah, hi. 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 How's the volume on the phone? Good. Yeah. You sound pretty yeah. good, Dryer Lisa. I, mean, I am. And, you know, this gal is, you know, she's going on about being dry, but, like, I'm so dry, I was able to resurface my countertops with my vagina. <laughs> like cement. I mean, that's dry. <laughs> yeah, like, I went to the gynecologist and I opened my leg and, like, I swear, a tumbleweed came out. A whole, a whole tumbleweed. It went and everything. It was, it was yes. crazy. Yeah. Well, Dryer Lisa, I want to thank you for calling in because your phone connection is fantastic. I can see you don't use Bluetooth. Well, I like that. I'm not on the Bluetooth. And, you know, I have to tell you, you were talking about Peter Lugas before. I actually. I actually dry age steaks in my <laughs> vagina because uh, wow. don't laugh. So well, let dry. me talk to dry dry or Lisa. You're fascinating. But let me talk to dry Lisa. I guess I'm for those. Yeah. she hasn't even brought up her topic yet. But for those who are just t- t- uh, tuning in, tuning into the show, dry Lisa, your vagina in your 40s started to dry out, and this is you had a husband at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I still. She I still has a husband. He's, oh, she does. He's still. Yeah. He's probably listening right now. Hi, honey. Hey. I'm saying hi to him too. Yeah. <laughs> Try yeah. Lisa. You know, I started does... to go through men- menopause when I was twelve, Howard. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, dry. All right. All right yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Try Lisa. When you. Did you announce to your husband, look, I'm drying up, so our sex life is over? Um, yeah, I kind of, yeah. Yeah, I kind of announced it, that I think it's just about over. Yeah. So was, he like, I, was he like, I don't care because I'm kind of done with you, too, or was he upset? Um, no, no. I mean, he literally walked out today. And said, oh, because I haven't slept. He goes, why don't you freaking play with yourself? And he goes, maybe you'll sleep. <laughs> and I, I just said, uh, I guess because of uh, catching that COVID and having it for more than those, those long hauler symptoms for 14 months, I guess my brain and going through all those psychological, neurological crap has just been lingering so it's wiping me out because now she has um she has long-term covid uh symptoms she long haulers so she's not able to sleep so her husband said to her why don't you masturbate and she's like maybe you'll go to sleep yeah and she's like maybe should i put on some uh what's that you said uh uh right my brain fog let's see if i can remember you're watching uh something too all right hey uh dry lisa what did you call in about i just wanted to refresh the audience's memory about Uh, who you are uh, okay why i called oh i called because uh bobo head was on the phone and Bobblehead was talking about Peter Luger. And and I don't know Bobblehead. So I, <laughs> I'm just curious. 
I hope I can get this out without laughing because I'm going to pee my pants. Does Bobblehead, because they've never seen him, um, is he from Florida? Well, to answer your question, uh, Bobo, no, he's from New York, but he moved to Florida recently. All right, Dry Lisa, thank you very much. Dry oh. Lisa, wondering about oh, Bobo Head. Well, no, Bobo Head, what it was was Bobo Head. I just got a kick out of him when he uh, he was talking about Peter Lugas and couldn't get the story straight. And I just didn't get how he couldn't get that story straight. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I, I, I've just been handed a note. Everyone in my audience is now dry, dry Lisa. You dried <laughs> them all out. Okay. Thank you, dry Lisa. I love dry Lisa. Thank you for calling. Call us again. Wow. Call us again, please. Uh... <laughs> it's always better refreshing her story than anything she brings up. Yeah. I don't know. I went dry like... Uh... No, uh, four years ago, I uh, went dry, and uh, yeah, my husband told me I should masturbate. I don't know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I want to see her, don't you? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know if my my imagining is better than reality or if reality is better than my imaginings. I don't know. I don't know. What if she's super hot? Like like <laughs> like you know, like a supermodel hot. Uh, she's so depressing, isn't it? Howard. Yeah, my husband says I should Chris, you do a better one than I do. But my remember when Bobo called. Uh, Lisa, what do you Bobo want to get to? Head. Remember when Bobo had called in? <laughs> yeah, what do you want to say? I I don't really know Bobo had. I, I did. Is he from Florida? <laughs> Bobo heads from. Well, he lives in Florida now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he makes me laugh sometimes. Okay, thank you. Dry Lisa. What did you want to say, Dry Lisa? Remember when um, John Hine was on this morning? Yeah. <laughs> and he said he sold his, what is that website he sold? I can't remember. I got to refresh my memory. Jump the shark? Yes, yes, that was it. <laughs> Remember when John Hine was on this morning? <laughs> Old Jump the Shark. Is that the website? Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> I don't know. Can I remember with my brain fog? I know. <laughs> uh, by the way, many fans have written in about various topics, things that went on the show last week. I will tell you, uh, with, in reference to uh, Dry Lisa, uh, Ronnie called Dry Lisa the other day, Did got her he? on the phone, yeah, to try to get her juices going, to get her to be wet, ah. Lisa. And tomorrow's show will feature that phone call. I oh, will play I can't that for wait. Many people are excited about this. Dry Lisa, will she get wet from Ronnie? The limo from today's driver. phone call, I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough, a tough assignment. <laughs> so you'll be hearing that tomorrow. 
Um, yes, a lot of people wrote in about Bob Smigel, Robert Smigel, the uh, comedian. He's the guy who invented Triumph, the insult comic dog. And uh, Triumph was on the other day. Triumph was absolutely on fire Wednesday morning. He made my day. He had more longevity than some human comedians at this point. It's true. Triumph has been around a long time. Um, uh, everyone loved Triumph, the insult comic dog. Loved his roast jokes. They were on point. More Triumph. People want more Triumph. Wow. Put together a montage of Triumph roasting staffers in case you missed it. This was on Wednesday's show. This is actually from the wrap-up show. They put this all together for us to enjoy. Ooh, oh, that's and, not it. You what know what that is? That? That's, that was that the swap like shop. a game show. Yeah, that's, that was swap oh, that's shop. the swap shop call. That I just played for you. But you know what? Yeah. I would hear that again. I loved it. <laughs> uh, no, here it is. Let me get, let me get it for you. I heard you're you're renewed for five more years. Wow, that's correct. Five more years. Christ, even Rush Limbaugh knew to leave them wanting more. <laughs> you're aging wonderfully, Howard. You, you look like Phil Spector shot heroin instead of waitresses. I feel bad for Gary. You know, I mean, you abuse Gary more than JD abuses the English language. Why can't you be like Gary's dentist and leave him alone? Robin's the only celebrity who truly understands me. She does Why is because that? I've also spent my entire career career in show business being carried by an ugly Jew. I heard that Ronnie refused to take the Johnson & Johnson vaccine until they made the needle to be shaped like Sal and Richard's Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> Sal was once caught masturbating at work. I mean, but in his defense, it was time for Richard's lunch. <laughs> there he is. A little bit of a triumph. The insult comic dog. Everybody yes. loves him. How could you not? Uh, yeah. Awesome interview with Robert Smigel. So many great SNL stories. I truly hope he's back on the show soon to tell some more. I loved hearing Bob Smigel today. He's legitimately one of the funniest people of my generation. And uh, and a lot of people were very moved by Robert Smigel talking about his son who has autism. I just want to say how much I appreciate the interview with Robert Smigel, not only because I'm a longtime SNL nerd, but also the portion about his son and autism. My six-year-old autistic son was diagnosed last year. And there are many misconceptions out there, like how autism should be cured. And it was so great to hear Mr. Smigel correct some of these misconceptions. This interview hit home and made my heart so happy. Howard, hearing about Robert's son and what a devoted father and husband he is was so moving. Um, thank you so much for how wonderfully diverse this show is. Um, a lot of people wrote in about Gary's package he put together on Karen's. Uh, yeah. Gar <clears throat> Gary talking about his mother, and his mother was a bit of a Karen. And I was on. moved when Gary talked <clears throat> about his mother, yes. <clears throat> I could listen to Karens all day. Hilarious. <clears throat> Can you make Gary's Karens a weekly feature? Gary's working on it. He's putting together some more Karens that he's going to uh, he, he might on. as well, since he does it anyway. <laughs> he does it. He does it for a hobby. <laughs> I think he's channeling his mother and wants to uh, connect with her. Um, yes, Gary, what's on your mind? No, it was, Gary! It was I had a very interesting conversation with my wife after that whole package ran because she was like, kind of like, she was kind of like, you know, you, you, you were on, you know, you should have been more protective of me when it came to your mother. And I was like, I was afraid of her was the problem. <laughs> but and we said, but we had a conversation and we said, I said, um, you know, the sad thing about that whole thing we talked about the other day is my mom could be really good, but those are the bad things. And those were memorable. I said, my mom could be pleasant. There was a long pause and Mary goes, 
That was certainly one of her personalities. <laughs> wow. Well, people oh, were moved about you speaking about your mother. You talked about, um, you know, we were talking about these Karens that led to Gary opening up about his mom and her mental health issues that Gary dealt with growing up. And the audience wrote in to show their support. I feel so much for Gary and how his mom made him feel embarrassed by her Karen-esque antics. No wonder he's such an amazing father. He doesn't want his kids to ever feel less than like he did. Hearing about Gary and his mother was very funny, but it also made me sad. I wanted to give Gary a hug. I really feel for you, Gary, and you're a pretty damn good guy to be as positive as you are after going through all of that. And finally, I feel really bad for Gary because even though the stories about his mother are hilarious, mental health is a pretty serious and sad issue. Howard does such a great job balancing the comedy of it with the serious introspective talk from Gary. Love you guys. Well, look. Um, yeah, I felt bad for Gary after that conversation. <clears throat> How could you not? Yeah. Hey, Howard, can I, can I give you one more that's super quick that made me laugh so hard that I forgot to tell? After my <laughs> well, when, when did this come up when uh, you were talking to Mary? No, it's just one I remembered after the show because somebody said, you have any more stories? I said, I think I told them all. And then I didn't remember this one. My, my parents were already divorced, but they came up to see us, you know, because of the grandkids and they drove together and they were driving home. And my dad got pulled over on the Cross Island Parkway for whatever, he get, you know, he was going to get a ticket. So the cop comes over. My mother starts carrying in the, the, the cop. She starts yelling at the cop, et cetera, et cetera. And my dad just turns to the cop. He didn't, my dad didn't say a word. He goes, you see what I'm dealing with? And the cop goes, yeah, you can go. Oh, my goodness. That's unbelievable. It is. And brilliant. <laughs> what do I have here? I have... um. Oh, this is interesting. As crazy as Gary made his mom sound, she was actually very sweet when I met her. The tapes team dug up the audio of Gary's mom, Ellen, on the show when she visited oh. our studio back in 1985. Did you listen to this, Gary? Yeah. She sounded, yes. Yeah, she sounded very um, together, actually. Oh, she was certainly on her best behavior when she came to see you. That's for sure. Yeah, she really was. So it shows you she could control it. Um, Gary was 24 years old in this clip. He was still living at home. So you've got to be proud of your son, huh? I'm very proud. 150 a week. Right. Get me coffee. Still at home. Now you got you got one I'm son. Leaving. You got one son who works in a flea market. Yes. And you got this He's this guy. He's a brain guy. surgeon. Yeah. He's a brain surgeon. Seriously, you've got to be a little disappointed with him, are you? No, not, not at all. Not really. I wouldn't care. What he made. He's just a, a fantastic boy. I, you can understand. I come from this Italian family. Right. They'll never throw you out of the house. I could live really? here until I'm 50 if I wanted to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I probably will. Yeah. I think he'll be living with you for a while. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There's your mom. Preserved on tape. Mm. Sounded pretty normal to me. She was. She, could, she no. certainly could be. Well, the yeah. thing I thought about afterwards was uh, Gary saying that, you know, that she had that car accident and then she lost that rotten personality yeah. and just became a very sweet woman. I mean, that's mm -hmm. amazing. Gary! By the way, Gary wasn't the only superstar with his stories about his mother. A lot of people wrote in about <clears throat> Ass Napkin Ed. Oh, boy. I mean, Did he have a mother? Did he tell us mother stories? He didn't have any mother stories. On Wednesday's show, we played some more clips of, you know, Ask Napkin Ed, we played clips of him talking to Chris Wilding as uh, Ask Napkin Chris. And it was such a hit that we brought out more clips. <laughs>
the next day and the audience can't get enough of this epic conversation. You motherfuckers are going to kill me with this ass napkin head and ass napkin Chris shit. Fucking hysterical. <laughs> if I wasn't already a huge fan, I am now. Chris Wilding was on fire this week. I love ass napkin Chris. By the way, I was talking to Chris, not ass napkin Chris, but Chris this morning. And he was telling me he's having ass problems all over the place for what? real. Yeah, tell Robin this. She was a nurse. I never heard of this before, so, but it really is like a life imitating art type of thing. Cause it started right around when I started calling Ed, I get itchy back there, but Robin, it's like a, like a poison Ivy, like so itchy. If I don't scratch it, I, I lose my mind. Right. And I think, I think what happened is I've been running a lot, you know, cause I've been eating like a pig during quarantine. So I've been running every day. And I think it's just it's creating a moist type of climate back there. What? And, and yeah, he because he might the have own, come down with some kind of irritation, like a rash, because of the yeah, because of the running and the wetness. But I've used yeah. so many different. I'm like Ed. Like I've used so many different creams, and it's not. I've never been this itchy in my life back there. And well, I even, first of I, all, what do you run in? What is the underwear you're wearing? Oh, well, we're just... Mm. Uh, mm. <laughs> Good <laughs> question, Robin. Oh. Funny you should ask, right? Oh, yeah, uh, what are you wearing right those little shorts you're wearing? You know, it's funny. Uh, Ralph asked me the same question, Robin. Um, mm. I'm wearing... Of course he did. What are you wearing? Mm. I wear boxer briefs when I run. Mm. Uh -huh. but, <laughs> but I think what... I, so I sh boxers? But I Hold yeah. it, hold it, hold it. Well, yeah, it. these these That's things weird. don't let the they're not wicking material. They're wicking. keeping the moisture there. Mm. But then I but then I shower right away. And my but I Yeah, think but when the I irritation shower, happens and then you're wetting the area again when you shower and putting soap right. on it, which dries it out. Well you gotta and hear the facts. It to ish. Ish. Listen to this. Ish. Listen to this. <laughs> You'll love this. What? These are notes that I took. The ring around Chris's asshole is swollen from all the wiping because he's very fastidious right. back there. Yeah. Uh, the guys in the office are calling this ass napkins revenge because <laughs> he made fun of ass napkin Ed. Chris now dreads shitting. He says he spends 20 minutes wiping every time he goes. By the way, you're wiping too much. That's what I saw. He's going doing on. everything <laughs> to make it worse. Yeah. But here's what's very bizarre. And I don't know if anyone else has this problem. And this is why I'm afraid to shit. So, yes, I am. I, I have a thing on the toilet where I can shoot water at my ass. It's not a toto, but it's like that. Right. And I then I, I shoot. I shoot the water at my ass. Okay. And right. then I start wiping. And okay. So I get all the remnants from the wiping. But then at the very end, I take my finger. And I wrap it in toilet paper and I go up there gently. And I tell you, Howard, I'm not lying. I can be at that for 20 to 25 minutes of just a brown dot okay. on the paper. I'm going to give you the best tip. You got the thing that shoots water up your ass? You're doing it wrong. Yeah. I can swallow the water with my asshole and then belch <laughs> out all that crap. I, I do that I, too. I'm off that bowl in two minutes. I have no brown anything. And I take only three things of toilet paper and just dry my asshole. I don't even have to wipe. Howard, You're just I wiping too much. You're too busy I, back there. I move into the water stream like I'm fucking it. That's how, right. that's how that's deep right. I get it into my ass. <laughs> right. 
but there is still it's like oh a brown crayon is up there dotting the paper. Then, then, you're, not, like, you're, then you're not swallowing like the water Macbeth. with your asshole. I'm like, but it may like be going too far. Spot. Maybe you're going past the ring no. of fire into no. something else. You into can't find any duty shit. in my asshole after I go. <laughs> let me let me tell you something, Chris. You got to let that water shoot rapidly and, and fiercely <laughs> like a fire hose into your asshole. And then it will swallow some of that water. Because this guy's insane. You know what he did? He put vag. He told me he put Vagisil on his asshole. Vagisil? Yeah, yeah, which is vagina cream. I put like three. three. I have I have a cream called butt paste. It's literally called butt paste. <laughs> Where did he get <laughs> that? Amazon. Like you don't know. Like you no. don't know. Oh. I, make it my, I make it myself, Robin. Where's my butt paste? <laughs> <laughs> butt paste? Would you put anything in your ass that said butt paste? Who made uh, butt paste? I mean, that's uh, crazy. Oh. oh, tell me about your butt paste. <laughs> By L'Oreal. Uh, and it's horrible <laughs> shit. It gets stuck under your fingernails. I mean, it's like, you know what it is? Whatever's up your butt. Because yeah. occasionally you're a bottom, not all the time. You're, you're starting to yeah. treat your asshole like it's a vagina. You're, you're spending too much time with it. Vagisil. I, but Who would put I, Vagisil? <laughs> it helped. It helped momentarily, and then it got worse mm. again. But you know what really helped? And Honestly, yeah, but this, wait a second. Came, what is Vagisil? Vagisil is for a woman's it's, vagina. That, it's an anti-fungal, though, and it right. has anti-itch properties. Why wouldn't you call a doctor about this? What do you do? Put no, no. So here's the thing. I'm not going no. into a doctor's <laughs> office right now. No, I'm no, not. But I mean, to, I'm not fully they vaccinated. You have yet. a doc so, appointment. They have a so teledoctor. Bend over. Yeah, yeah go I'm on FaceTime, and when the guy he logs could, on, you could be... even turn around and show him the the problem. So I'm going sp- to spread my <laughs> asshole on FaceTime. Show for me your asshole right now. I want to see what's doing. No. <laughs> what are you? What are you? Uh... Chris told me he, la- he. Chris told me he laughs like the Joker when he wipes his ass because it's like crazy pain and itchy. Are you taking a toothbrush and scratching it? No, but I did, and what helped? I and this came from ass napkin. I did take a blow dryer. Oh my god! And oh, after that's the shower now, are you nuts? It, you it's blow burning. dry your asshole. You know yeah. how hot that is. You could burn. Yeah. yeah, you know. And when you burn your asshole, you got a problem. Yeah, I was so itchy <laughs> back then. I I I took a blow dryer and blew my asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I stood in front of a Boeing 747, and the (laughs) air blew into my ass. I don't think you have worms. I think you got, like, a tapeworm or something. (laughs) That's bad. It's like you got a real problem up there. One time, I took the blow dryer in my asshole, and I... I lit my dingleberries on fire. <laughs> One time I took the blow dryer and a brush and I gave myself a perm with my ass hairs. Wow. I That's gave my a ass a blowout. <laughs> That's something. You blew out your asshole. Yeah. You sound like you got a really bad problem. Yeah. For real, I even, I even checked my shit for worm. <laughs> did you really? Because I didn't know what was did going. <laughs> yeah, Who I really I did because I'm like I'm 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 like I'm making fun of this fucking guy, and meanwhile, imagine I have pinworms. <laughs> we should 
we if we were roommates yeah we could get together and water our assholes together yeah, yeah. It'd be like a whole ecosystem in our asses back and forth hey hey hey, hey. Yeah. can you hold on for a second i i got to go feed my ass worms <laughs> oh yeah Hey, by the way, did we exhaust that phone call? Like, is there anything left that the audience would want to hear? I, I mean, we did, you know, we took like eight well, clips now. But I can tell you, I, I believe there is still stuff there. But I can tell you that um, on Wednesday, I got a frantic call from Wolfie saying, hop on now. Ed is pretty inebriated and he wants to speak to Asnap and Chris. So there are new. Oh, my really, God. Really? I mean extremely yeah, but, disturbing clips coming up but now that he knows york ass napkin chris is it as good he has he has no clue what up is he the, the oh. guy has no yes it is just as good it was the it was the exact same type of conversation yeah. and um i learned yeah I learned. ralph says he can help you with your ass problem Oh, I'm sure he can. Uh, well, you know what would really help is keeping his hands off the area. Hey, I heard you were fully vaccinated, Ralph. Stop, stop sticking your finger up your ass. Uh. Uh, yes, I, I think, Chris, you should be wearing a nice uh, mesh brief, maybe a jock kind of brief. Maybe something with some leather can on it. Can you send me a pair of leather? Your... Yeah, that... I'll what is with you? Can you model them for me? I believe, is your asshole itchy right now, Chris? Right now, I'm okay. Right now, but if it were to start, like I'd have to get off the air. It's so, I mean, it's a fierce oh itch when it's. Can I tell you something? Before yes. I figured out my plan in life, I had the itchiest <laughs> asshole ever. Like, I couldn't even get through a show because it was weird. I had actually almost developed a full fissure. Yeah. Because I was so busy cleaning back there the wrong way. And then I got into the baby wipes and that helped. And I only mm -hmm. would only do three wipes and that's it. I never rubbed. You're rubbing your asshole way too much. And like back there it being too fastidious. Well, because if you leave, it, I am. And if you leave shit, that makes you, that makes you even itchy. That's true. But you should be able to get everything out of there, especially if you've got water shooting up your asshole. Are you eating, able to burp out pool. the duty when you swallow the water with your asshole? I'm able to do I've, that. I haven't mastered that skill yet, and I, I have this amazing skill. Be better than me. I know I you should go on America's Got Talent now because of that. I don't think. <laughs> no, I wish I could teach that. people. <laughs> I've got a total toilet. It shoots the water up my ass. But what I do is I just open myself up to the water, <laughs> and then there's like a big burp comes out. And everything, just anything that was stuck up there goes out. And I it doesn't make that. you feel like you have to go again, Howard? No. Nope. And then I'm clean. I'm clean as a whistle. I just take some toilet paper, dry it, dry the area, and I'm done. And I, I have no itchiness. I have, I've, I have a, I and, want to do a master class on cleaning your ass. Chris, patting the area rather than rubbing the area. You're just yeah. irritating and irritating and irritating yourself. Maybe you should up there. But maybe you should try a toothbrush or something. <laughs> yeah. A Q-tip. An electric toothbrush is the best. 
course, is also eating poorly because uh, if you eat well, you, you should have like one wipe and be done with it. Like you, you need some fiber or something. You're eating all this mushy shit and it just uh, turns into mushy crap. What are you Listen, eating, dude? I, all sorts of shit because again, I'm not fully vaccinated. So if I'm if I'm or if I'm eating something, it's something I ordered out. Or I'm going to a drive-through because I think that's safe. And How are you not fully vaccinated yet? How old are you? It's it's a long story. Nothing to do with being anti-vax, but I was able no, to no. get one dose. Oh, by you a can't fucking find miracle. the second dose. No, I have the second dose scheduled, but uh, oh, up until then, and, you know, I'm eating like phone. shit. Oh, yeah, oh really? Man. Yeah, this could be good, dude. Hey, how are? Um, <sighs> I heard Wolfie. You know, Wolfie's my man. Okay. Wolfie's my man. Are you drunk? Yeah. yeah this guy. Uh, How does he get money for away. alcohol? How do you get money for alcohol? Like, I mean, you're on public assistance. You act like he's drinking the good stuff. <laughs> what are you drinking? Well, I drink Franzia wine. Franzia. What is it? Fran wine. Fran I drink Franzia. <laughs> what the fuck yeah. do you drink? Are you drunk? No, what are you drinking? Yeah, but you're supposed, you. um, nope. you're supposed to be politically correct now, but whatever. What? No, what what I what I drink is friends. Yeah. What's that? Spell it. I, I drink friends. F-R-A-N-D-I-A. Friends, Fran F D what? Mm. Yeah. I drink Frandy. It's probably uh it's probably like a cleaning solution. <laughs> it's like an antifreeze. It's a box of wine. Okay. Oh, it's a box of wine. What time do you What time do you start drinking, dude? Oh, uh, four a.m. Yeah, he doesn't really have a schedule because he guess doesn't. what, Howard. The, the cops showed up in the house yesterday. What for? Because they got this thing where you, um, you know how people drive the dirt bikes in the city and shit? <laughs> the ATVs yeah. and the dirt bikes? Yeah. I was bootlegging Franz here, my bathroom. That's how I got my worms. No, I was no, playing in the dirt. In my dirt. No, you're supposed to get a $100 reward and shit. For what? So, no, so I, I report, I called nine times. What's he because saying, Robert? The guy I think he turned in the guys riding the ATVs and yeah. the dirt bikes in like the city. Robert, oh, you I ratted out some kids? I, you get a reward. I don't like to rat. I don't, don't want to rat anyone out, but it was a whole hundred dollars. <laughs> Wait a minute. It no. Was, he called nine times. I think he thinks he's owed $900. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, I could make fun of your accent, too. Yeah. Boy, you think you sound so good? Yeah. Is, is that Howard or is it Chris? Do an impression of me. Go ahead. Yeah. I. I can do that too. I 
can't do. I can't. You're doing yourself, my friend. You motherfucker! You yeah. sound just like me. Yeah, because, <laughs> because I'm messing with you because I'm doing my own. You, what will you consider my accent? That was really stereo. Meanwhile, Chris has got real ass problems, uh, Ed. Like oh, well, it, it's re- you know. Go ahead. He does. He's he's having mm-hmm. itchiness. Ever since he started talking to you, he's having well, real itchiness back there. I think You're it's contagious. Well, he, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate to say this, but yeah, isn't he homosexual? Yes. Yeah, he's a gee. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I'm not, put, I'm not putting him down, dude. Six. No. I'm not putting him down. But, like, if, you, if you're if you taking dick in your ass, yeah, you you might get hemorrhoids. Yeah. Or those worms could hit you right on the dick that goes is in it, my ass. Is it Chris or is it Howard? This is Howard. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to put you down. I know. I mean, I'm saying it's true. You know what I? You know what I think happened? I think what? S. Napkin Ed put a curse on Chris. <laughs> no, I, I didn't do nothing like that. That's yeah. what I think he did. That voodoo, because he. Yeah. <laughs> Howard, he's sticking hey, worms hey, in hey, the hey. ass of a voodoo doll. Chris, you're a gay. You're a Chris, gay, so you got itchy a gay? Yeah. You're Chris, one of them whole homosexuals. You, do, do you mind if I ask you if you bite the pillow, or are you the are you the man, or are you the woman? I'm I'm the lady. I put on high heel shoes and a wig. Oh, so you bite the pillow. Yeah, I bite that pillow. You'd bite the pillow, too, if you had a dick up your ass. Oh, hell no, dude. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, you would. You'd bite no, the whole bed. No, no, man. Meanwhile, Chris, can you imagine last time I if, you, if you were in a bed with uh, ass napkin head and you pull your dick out and there's worms all over your dick? You'd fucking freak out. Hey, yeah. like, my penis is is a foot. It looks yes. like a foot? Yeah, it's got toes yeah, on no. it and everything. Oh, no. And the bird out it's my window is a squirrel. No, it's 12 inches. Really? It's got a 12-inch cat. Good. Yeah. Uh, can... Go What's ahead. You rubbing one out? <laughs> no, I hit a, a wheeze in my nose. Oh, you got, a wheeze. you got a wheeze in your nose? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> no, but you, you asked me, like, um, what were you asking me? About your dick foot. You got a foot? Did they, like, sew a foot onto your dick area? <laughs> oh, no. Howard, what I want to Does your on? dick stink? You're saying you got a no, foot for a dick? Howard, what I wanted to touch on was what Wolfie and Chris were both saying. You got Chris, a dick. Um, it's a no. Foot. <laughs> can I, can I no, tickle your Wolfie dick? Wolfie was saying that he had some 
he had some kind of issues in Florida. Well, Florida? Yeah. Hey, do you yeah, have... I mean, Chris, I do you have athlete oh. dick? The who? <laughs> I didn't hear you. The who? How many flies? No, I didn't hear Howard. I said, how many flies are on your dick right now? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, I had an issue with that. So I don't know if it was Chris or um, Wolfie in the real of me. But, yeah, I... <laughs> I, I got to get some of that box wine. It sounds like yeah, it's, it's really good stuff. <laughs> Fran, Fran, I'm drinking Frania. I'm drinking Fran Drescher. No, it's Fran Drescher. Fran Yeah, she was the Fran Drescher, which is F-R-A-N-D-I. Like a friend. Hey, you're my best friend. Hey, where's that wine from? France Frander. It's from Frandier. Yeah, but I didn't know anything. I'm just trying to make out what you're saying. You said it, dude. I'm drinking Franz Rear. Fran Rear. Franz Rear. Frampton. No, but what? Peter Fran Rear. Peter, Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton. No. Howard, what I wanted to get is. <laughs> I'm Go ahead. Go ahead. You can say. Okay. Let me say this. Now, yeah. you. You kind of you you're kind of yeah. familiar with Florida, right? What? What did you just? Well, say? I'm thinking of moving. You're kind of familiar with Florida. Right? Yeah, I know a guy who wants to be roommates with you. His name is yeah. Ass Napkin Chris. I heard of him. Table. I heard of him. All right, so I gotta go away. I think he's a I good wanna, guy. I want to give your dick a pedicure. Wait a minute. <laughs> is that him? Who? Who? Is that... Is that the guy that I'm supposed to be moving no, in? No, no. That's I, I'm talking. That's me. Oh, that's Howard. Okay. Yeah, all right. All right okay. I got to go, Ed. But Wait, good luck with everything. Howard. <laughs> you know what I was... <sighs> he gets so frustrated. Yeah. <sighs> Can I come into the studio? Dude, we're in a fucking COVID. There sure. is no Yeah, you studio. can go to the studio all well, you want. We're not there. Oh. <laughs> we'll scratch How your worms. All right, I, I got to get rid of this guy. Anyway, um, Chris says there's more conversation that he had. With I can't wait. No, you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> some, some of it's about you, Robin. Uh-oh. Very, like very taken foot. with you. My cock's a foot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my balls are teeth. <laughs> and my balls are like an ankle. 
Like that's how big they are. It's like a foot <laughs> with an ankle. Yeah. I ran a half guy. marathon with my dick. <laughs> yeah, my ass is all wet, so it gets itchy. I love how he said, like, I can make fun of your accent, too. <laughs> Go ahead. Go, that hey, impression. I'm I, Howard Stern. Look at I me. Should, I'm Howard. I should have asked if you had more impressions. That was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> hey, anyway. All right. So we'll have more of that for you. And, and moving along now with um, the fan feedback, the fan mail, if you will. The hell I just dropped. Um, J.D. revealed that he blocked O.J. Simpson on Twitter after O.J. started following him. The fans think it's hilarious that J.D. is getting involved with O.J. Simpson. He's which is worse. this all wrong, Howard. He should be making friends with O.J. And then really getting O.J. to talk hmm. instead of running away. He's just nervous. He claims he's nervous that O.J. now is concentrating on J.D. and he's afraid. <laughs> you know, well, I don't want to I put words in your mouth, but. Yeah, but uh, O.J. follows only like 30-something people, and I don't want <laughs> people to go on his profile and see I'm one of those people. Oh. Well, how am I going to get him to talk? I I'm watching a uh, documentary <laughs> series on HBO Max now where this woman befriended the world's yeah. Uh, most prolific serial killer. Yeah, I'm She's not that woman. She's getting a whole documentary series out of it. I, th I think yeah, that's we... on Stars, and I'm not that woman. So, uh... <laughs> so you wouldn't, for the good of the show, start like DMing with OJ and you know? <laughs> no, I don't know what to say to OJ. What the fuck am I gonna say to him? Say he's a uh, fan. I don't know. No, I'm a fan of Nordberg. I'm a fan of OJ Simpson. <laughs> Which is worse, Gary blocking Howard or JD blocking OJ? I think I'm going with JD blocking OJ. Could have been, it, it could have deadly consequences. <laughs> I don't know, JD. You piss me off the way you was talking about me on the radio. I'm going to catch you. That makes me sad. You know what? I had this fantasy that you would like befriend OJ since he since he only follows 34 people. He's following you because you said you were a fan of Nordberg, that his character in Police Academy, that he becomes close. Naked gun. You. Naked gun. Naked gun. I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden he goes. Like you're talking to him one night. You're like, hey, OJ, you know, it's just between us. We're like, how'd you kill Nicole? And then like you get a confession out of him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm that smooth. Like, what if the Goldman family said to you, listen, we want this fucker to confess. J.D., you're the only one who can get the truth out of him. <laughs> and they just want you to trick O.J. into a confession because you could probably get it out of him. You could start saying things like, you know, my wife's driving me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Now. Stop you know, O.J., O.J., <laughs> oh, I know we've been DMing for a few months, but I need to talk to you about something personal. Well, you know, uh, J.D., you have proven to be a very good friend of mine, and I <laughs> do like that you enjoy Nordberg, my character, <laughs> Naked Gun. Uh, of course, I would talk to you on the phone if you would prefer. Uh, okay. Hi, uh, O.J.? Yes, J.D.? O.J., uh, my wife... Uh, we when we got married, she was you know she's hot and not, not a lot of women paid attention to me and and everything was great. I understand, but what's the problem now? Well, <laughs> as the marriage has been continuing, I find myself more and more like jealouser of her, <laughs> and uh, um, 
Now, you're not wearing a wire or anything, are you, J.D.? Because I'll kill you. I know, OJ. I love your Nordberg character. I would never... I'm just looking for advice. Like, um, I'm thinking, like, I want to kill her, but, like, oh what God. kind of... Jesus what's the best God. size knife to use or whatever? <laughs> You're gonna. You. I tell you that it's very hard for you to cover your trail. I would imagine if you catch my drift. <laughs> I just don't like when guys hit on her and she seems to pay attention to them. <laughs> or, hmm, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, you could tell him about how you go to the pool dressed to the, you know, completely dressed, and she's in a bikini, and all the guys are looking at her. Is that right, JD? You're you're dressed appropriately for the pool, and she's showing off her body to other men. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm gonna do it, but how do I behead my wife and stuff, you know? <laughs> oh no, no! But if you're telling me the truth, it's not good what you're telling me, JD. We need to teach your wife a lesson. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, did has she ever like talked to a waiter all the time? <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> I told Nicole, you keep flirting with these men, and you're gonna lose your head. <laughs> you catch my drift, JD? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You should see her at the pole and stuff. She turns heads. And she's going to lose her head if she keeps doing that to you. That's right, OJ. You could get a confession out of OJ. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. JD better not piss off OJ by blocking him on Twitter. He'll show up at his house one night and stab him with one of his spoons. <laughs> I'll tell you what, JD. Nicole never gives me problems anymore. <laughs> That's the truth. I'm curious to know how much research O.J. did on J.D. after he learned that J.D. was a Nordberg fan. O.J. seems desperate for some positive attention. He's probably devastated that J.D. blocked him. I, I, I think someone runs a social media account. I don't, I don't know what the hell happened uh, with that. It's just mm. it's very... You better... Uh, I guarantee you, I don't think O.J.'s got a lot of staff. I think O.J.'s running the show on that Twitter feed because... You think... I don't know what he... Yeah, because because he goes golfing and then he, you know, then he quickly puts it up. It doesn't seem like he's got a lot of people. Uh, I I think he might record those videos and then send them out to whoever's oh, running yeah. it. I think. Wow. I mean, I, again, I don't know, and I really don't <laughs> don't want to know. Well, you could no. find out for <laughs> us, but yeah, you yeah. don't. <laughs> JD, tell me your problems. Let's take a stab <laughs> at solving a few of them. <laughs> you seem like you know. J.D., you have a good head on your shoulders. Nicole used to have a good head on her shoulders, but not anymore. I don't know who did it. I'm just saying. I am smiling like the cat who ate the canary. Still looking. You know that old <laughs> saying, J.D.? Headless wife, happy life. Damn! Use your head, J.D. Get rid of your wife's head before she gets rid of yours. 
I'm just saying. It's easy. All right. OJ's on the phone. Let me see what's going on. Oh, great. Let's see here. Hold on. This could be good. (laughs) Or not. OJ? Hey, it's me, yours truly. (laughs) (laughs) OJ. We we wanted to talk to you because we understand that of the thirty four people uh, that you follow on Twitter, JD is one of them. You're following uh, you're following JD. Yes, he's a great guy. I'm sure there's a logical reason for that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to break the news to you, but JD blocked you, OJ. That makes me sad. She will get hurt. Make no mistake about it. Oh. <laughs> uh oh. OJ says JD. You're going to get hurt for blocking him. You got to unblock him now. Um, yes. Let me just say, don't be mad at JD. JD loved you in Naked Gun. He thinks you were hilarious despite your alleged crimes. I agree with him 100%. Stop with all of this drama. Right. <laughs> OJ. OJ. Um, yes. I've seen a couple of your Twitter, you know, feeds. And I got to tell you. And I can't believe I'm complimenting you, but despite all the nonsense, you seem like a pretty upbeat guy on Twitter. I am smiling like the cat who ate the canary. <laughs> but with all of your bullshit, I mean, how do you remain so cheery? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, uh, well, who cares? A of guy course. like him should be angry with life, right? That's right. You know, what's going respect- on, America? <laughs> <laughs> OJ, this is good, OJ. Uh, um, doesn't everything that's going on in the world, all the negative shit, you know, the anti-vaxxers, the people accusing you of murder, doesn't, doesn't that upset you? What's going on, America? <laughs> no, do, come on. Doesn't that upset you? Don't let it affect you. Don't listen to it. Focus on the positive. Only focus on the positive. Wow. Yeah, well. If my wife was murdered, like what happened to you, I, I would find it very hard to focus on the positive. And yeah, where's the positive? And, and, and don't doesn't it bother you that people still believe that you killed Nicole? Never. <laughs> I woke up this morning feeling pretty good. <laughs> wow. CJ, hey, there's a guy who really knows how to be positive. Yeah, yeah he positive. really does. Of course. <laughs> Hey, by the way, on a completely unrelated topic, did you watch Oprah interview Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? Yes. I was on pins and needles. Really? <laughs> Not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking about you, you know, having played in the NFL, which people. Yes, OJ. I don't know why you're laughing, but. Of um, course. Have you, you know, these studies about guys who played in the NFL, they say repeated concussions can cause brain damage. Do you ever worry about that? Don't talk about what you don't know. Jimmy. Jimmy. Who's Jimmy? Has he gotten you confused? Jimmy. talking to Greg him? And I do oh. care. <laughs> what are you saying? Hold on. I'm confused. I am confused. I'm just saying, buddy. <laughs> All right. JD, this is your new buddy, JD. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to end this interview, OJ. Um, yes. I have a question. For the young people out there who are thinking of committing a crime, do you have any advice for them? Wear your mask. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, See, JD, it's not that hard to start a relationship with OJ. Thank you, OJ. Appreciate it. Take care, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. I think you got conked in the head one too many times. Not. <laughs> All right. Thank you, OJ. Let me. Um, let yes. me. Okay. Bye bye. I got to go, pal. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> You just hung up on OJ. You better watch yourself. <laughs> I know. Here's Teresa, who says she has a cure for Chris Wilding. Yes, Teresa. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize I was back on. Hi, Howard. First time, long time. I've been listening since you guys came from D.C. Thank you. And um, so Chris needs to try Desitin. It's for baby rash, you know, uh, diaper rash, rather, for babies. But it really works. Yeah, my mom was a big desitin person. Like what? whenever I had, yeah, always had desitin. Even when she'd take my temperature anally, which went on for way too long in my life, <laughs> she would like put desitin on the. She'd uh, clean on the you up mom. and then put on the desitin. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. She, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, I think, I think my mom desitin? was taking my temperature well into my teens. I, I'm not kidding. Mm, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, Do you remember it always had that like funky desitin smell? Yeah, that yeah. medicated smell. And especially right. well, when my mom that. would put desitin on the thermometer, which it would it would have desitin Ooh. and ass in the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> desitin and I, I associate desitin with ass. <laughs> they updated the fragrance so it actually doesn't have that weird, you know, medicine smell. And it's it's inexpensive. He could tr get us a, a tube of it. It really works because sometimes I have that issue because, uh, like you, I used to overwipe. And um, just try it. And if not, then he needs to definitely go to a doctor. Chris said his inbox is already flooded with Ask Cure suggestions. <laughs> so uh, what are some of the suggestions? Well, shouldn't be one of them. And a blow dryer shouldn't be one of them. Yeah, we're all assured sure no. that the toothbrush is not the way to go. Yeah. No, no. I'm saying. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, Ralph, what do you want? Don't you think uh, JD blocking OJ is kind of a like a power move? Like, hey, look what I did. I'm 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 cool. I I, uh, no. I went up against OJ. Like, he, I think JD it. is so deluded that he really thinks like OJ. If he gets involved with OJ, that somehow OJ will kill him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I really do. Th I th I think JD's a little bit nuts. You know, but if JD wasn't here, he'd be in the crowd of conspiracy theorists. Right. I'm not. I'm not worried about OJ coming for me. I just don't want any association with him whatsoever. I don't want to be someone he follows. That's it. I was weirded out by it. Yeah, but Thank you. That doesn't. No, no, nobody runs off of that if they see he he follows you. That doesn't connect you to him. I mean, when people go to him. Ralph, yes, I know, Ralph, when people go to his Twitter and see he only follows a certain amount of people and they see I'm one of them, uh, I don't want to be What's going to happen? Who let's, are let's those say, people? Yeah, Who are those I don't people? know. I just don't want any connection. This is, this is all. I didn't want the bit to happen in the first place. And now I like that JD, JD doesn't want you? his. Exactly. Who are you? Like. Who are you that you like? Uh, I don't want my reputation. Do you see who's following OJ? JD Armeyer. I JD just don't want to be associated his, with them. That's it. JD doesn't want his reputation ruined by OJ. <laughs> oh, well, no, I, I, my reputation was ruined a long time ago, so uh, I'm not worried about it's that. It's very arrogant. It's very arrogant, JD. Oh, shut up, Ralph. You're one to talk. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> I know. 
We gave Ralph exactly. a segment called Beef of the Week, and he's really yeah. hyper-focused on J.D. Did you hear it, J.D.? It's like about your weight. Yeah, I, I don't think he knows how much I actually weigh. He thinks I, I'm a lot fatter than I actually am. Did you hear this, Robin? I have not heard it. Here, play, play uh, here, I'll play it. <laughs> Ralph's Beef of the Week, really heavy on uh, J.D.'s weight and, like, coming down on him. Listen to this. Much better. thing that goes on with jd like howard talks about he's overweight he's fat right what is he how much does he weigh i think he's like three he's like in jason territory before jason started losing weight you know and he's and he's about three feet t- shorter so anyway he still eats badly right and he's got a wife who's a trainer and i, I think her thing is fitness and i just don't it's weird because like like alec baldwin and, and alaria you know she, like he used to be fat and doughy, and then he met, he got going with her, and she's like a health, you know, conscious person, a yoga instructor, all the stuff, and she, and she got him in shape. He lost weight and stuff, and like, meanwhile, <laughs> Janie's getting bigger. <laughs> I think his wife is trying to kill him. She's so care. She's a trainer. <laughs> I don't- Jesus. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, it is weird, isn't it? I, I mean, like, cracking yourself not- up. It's like trainer, the Joker. But, <laughs> like the Joker. Yeah, Ralph's turned into the Joker. He's like, and, and JD's fat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, his, that's his beef. I'm fat. <laughs> well, it is an interesting point he makes. I mean, your wife is oh, a come trainer. On. All of these no, she's, so far first of all, she's totally she's, ridiculous. She is not. Uh, she isn't she's a, fitness, a fitness, more, fitness freak. She isn't a fitness more than I am. But, uh, yeah. well, and that health. would be, she's and, really and, into it. And you know, by the way, <laughs> by the way, when did, when did, uh, Alec Baldwin get ripped from, uh, I didn't see him all. He's not ripped, but he was very overweight and full in the face. And then he met Alaria and, and she turned him on to stuff and got him in shape. I mean, you can see yeah. it. He, you know, how, he's talked about it. He, yeah, how, Ralph, how much do you think I weigh? Well, this week, I mean, you fluctuate like Oprah, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> okay, all right. I'm going to take a guess if you don't mind. Go ahead. I'm going to say. <laughs> it's a new contest. How tall are you, by the way? 5'9. <laughs> right, that means he's 5'8. Do you need him to stand up? No, I'm 5'9. Let me see your body. Stand up. Let me take a look. I can't. This is like the circus where they guess your weight. Oh, he's not so bad. I'm going to say you're 223. How am I doing? Oh, I was going to say 225. Uh, wrong. I was 209 as of uh, yesterday. So. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, yeah, you, you've looked, but you, like uh, a month ago, you were a lot bigger, and you've been a lot bigger. I don't know. This is not, you know, it's a consistent problem with you. <laughs> you know what? about someone else. Take off your shirt. I want to see your tits. No, I'm not <laughs> that I'm not doing. Let's see your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me examine you. Uh, All right, thank you, Ralph. Thank you, JD. Um, I kind of wish you would. Uh, I I wish that Ralph had a real beef about something. These things aren't even things he really cares about. I do. Good point. I don't know. I, I talk to Chris about stuff, and he cuts it up. So blame him if you don't like it. All right, it's Chris's fault. You're bad. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah. There you go. J. I would say most OJ. 
Yeah, I, I was a little disappointed in that. I mean, I thought it was kind of funny that OJ was following JD. Yeah. Yes, Michelle, you're on the air. Michelle. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. First time, long time. Hey, it's now. such a pleasure to be on with you this morning. Uh, I was wondering, did you catch the teaser for the new season of Dexter? Yep, I did. What? A new I'm season excited of about Dexter? It. Yeah, did you know about this? No. The TV series Dexter, which you were a fan of, I'm a fan of, you know, I love it. Um, they're bringing it back on Showtime, and uh, the new the new trailer is out, and it looks really cool. It's like oh, Dexter's, God. you know, if you remember the end of the series. I, I didn't. Somebody refreshed He went off to some place where it was icy and cold. Right. He decided that he was going to stop being uh, a killer. He was just going to go off. into. And I guess on the new trailer, you see him in the exact same clothing. He's in some right. cabin in somewhere, and he turns to the camera, and he starts smiling. In other words, I'm Uh-oh. back. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. The bitch is there, as Chris would say. Yeah, because <laughs> so yeah, Deb pretty was cool. killed. Yeah, Deb was killed, and he went off to be a logger. And it was like a 10- or a 12-second teaser. He looks the same. You see his reflection in the window looking out of the cabin. And he turns around, and he has, like, this evil grin. It's fantastic. Yeah, how did Deb die again? I forget. Uh, <laughs> one of the... Uh, Serial killers got to her, I believe. You're I talking thought. about right. the wife, right? She was killed no, by John Lithgow. No, his sister. No, his, his sister. sister. Oh, his sister. That's right. Deb was the sister. Yeah. yeah. Who so, killed how'd she her? Die? I got to go back and look. I, don't, I just remember he had to throw her body off the boat in the middle of the ocean, and then he got the fuck out of there. So. Yeah, yeah it got to him. Yeah. Actually, Dexter yeah. killed her. Oh, Dexter killed her, the yeah, sister. He unplugged, her, he unplugged the life support. She was on life support. So yeah, but I mean, he who, killed her. But yeah, who yeah, put but, her in the coma, Fred? She was shot in the abdomen by Oliver Saxon, whoever that was, and ended up in a coma from a blood wow. clot. Recognizing a future which Deborah would never eat on her own, speak or yeah. have brain activity, Dexter unplugged yeah. the life support and told her that he loved her. Wow. Yeah, she was a vegetable, so he uh, put her out of her misery. Yep. <laughs> right. This new season, Dexter follows JD on Twitter and then goes after him. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Thank you uh, for that call. All right, I have to go look for that trailer. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it gets you excited for the show. And, yeah, isn't uh, it terrible, though, when you're an actor and you can only find one role? Yeah, I probably he thought, you know, because that guy's really good. Yeah. Isn't his name like Anthony Michael Hall or something? Not Anthony Michael Hall. It's not three names, is it? Maybe it's Michael Maybe it Hall. <laughs> I think, it's, is it Michael C. Hall? Is that what it is? Michael C. Hall. But he, you know, he had another big series, Robin. He was on Six Feet Under for seven years. Yeah, we well, didn't watch true, it. That's true, but he still was not Dexter. You know, it's just like, <laughs> you know. The Godfather. It's, it's like marked you. Yeah, Dexter was a pretty great show. It's a hard one to top. Yeah. Quite frankly. That's why I feel bad for actors. They're only as good as their material, you know? Pain in the ass, that whole career. What? That's why I, that's why I always say, if somebody gets a good role, just fucking stick with it. Because what are the odds of them making another great show that you can star in? Just stick with it. You know, don't don't feel like it's like a shame or like, you know, you're, you're terrible. 
especially if it's like a role like that, that nobody's ever going to forget you did. You know, like even when Fred Gwynn went off of the Munsters and he thought he was going to have some kind of other acting career. Every time he showed up on stay on in the movie screen, it was like, oh, that's uh, that's Herman Munster is what people said in the movie theater. By the way, Michael C. Hall played JFK on The Crown. Did you see The Crown? Who, me? I love The Crown. Yeah, that was Michael C. Hall. I don't even remember. Remember, remember John Kennedy? <laughs> of course. He p- comes to England and he's hanging out. That was Michael Hall, but you probably didn't recognize him. I probably did recognize him, but it's not memorable. Dexter is memorable. Would have been cool if John Kennedy came there and was a serial killer. If he was Dexter, I would have remembered, you know. Did you see Dexter on the crown? (laughs) Yeah, when you get like, like, you take like Mariska Hargitay. She's smart. How long has she been on? Oh, my uh, God. I think she's been there longer than the series has run. I think they found her in the studio and just gave her a job. She's never. She's smart. She, She stays with it. Howard, I've never missed an episode of that show. I believe they're in their 23rd season. And now what is it called? CSI, right? Law and Order SVU. SVU. And Christopher Maloney, who used to do the show with her, he left. Guess what? He's now back at another version Mm -hmm. of uh, Law and Order. Law and Order. You know who was the smartest guy? Bob Denver. Never gave up Gilligan. As <laughs> long as they had that show on, he stayed with it. There was no leaving Gilligan for him. Yep. Look at George Takei. Man's in his 80s, still milking Sulu. He knows a good well, thing. Well, did you watch Bridgerton? I did not, no. Oh, you and Beth would love that. Yeah, I think we started an episode and we didn't get into it. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was going to add, you know, there's a a guy, he even wound up. Uh, hosting Saturday Night Live last season. And now he's not coming back to the show because he he had creative differences with the people from Bridgerton, which is the only reason you know him. Mm. It's the first thing he's ever done that ever got his head above the crowd. And one season, and he got into an argument, and now he's gone. Argument. (laughs) Stupid. There's no arguing. If I get something good, man, I stick with Look at this radio show. I've been doing it for 40 fucking years. I mean, I'm not leaving. You get something good, you stay with it. People are stupid. I wish him well, but I don't know what else he's going to do that he thinks is going to get that much attention. Well, anyway, Dexter's back. That's the point. That is the point. Yeah. Yeah, Dexter ended the show. Here was the ending of the show. Okay. He faked his own death, and he was hiding as a lumberjack in the Pacific Northwest. So there right. you go. So this picks up with him being a lumberjack in the Pacific Northwest. And now he has no kid, no sister. Uh, yeah. Does he? Is he still the guy who kills other serial killers, or does he sure. just kill anybody? No, no, no. He he has a still code. with his code. He's Batman. <laughs> He's Batman who kills. <laughs> But, um, yeah, he's back. It's a good role for him. Listen, Alex Trebek was the smartest. He did Jeopardy till he died. And you know what? He made a great living and he had a great life from it. You never give up something good. Yeah, look at uh, what's the other guy's name? Pat Sajak? Oh, that guy's a genius. He knows what he's doing. (laughs) 
You think anyone's looking for him? They tried a talk show with this guy. He was a real stiff Pat Sajak. <laughs> they were like, you know who needs a talk show? Pat Sajak. I think he, he he was stupid enough to go up against like Johnny Carson. Oh my. What a bad Wasn't idea. it? The I Pat Sajak show. Was he one of the guys who tried to go up against Johnny? I think so. That's who's going to beat Johnny. Pat Sajak. We'll take the, uh, you know, the guy with the biggest audience in late night history and put Pat Sajak up against him and and it's got to win. Look at how he handles those contestants. He's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what is your name, sir? (laughs) Well, that's great. Yeah, I I was going to talk to you about game shows. There's a whole bunch of BS going yeah. on. Well, but I mean, I don't know. It's late in the morning. I also was going to do the uh, J Lo audio book for you. We put quite a J Lo audio book. Is a J Lo audio book? Wow. She has a new. I think she has an audio book coming out. But we took the old audio book and fucked with it. Pretty fun. Well, I know, you know, she's one of the people who lost a relationship during the pandemic. They, that showed this, the cracks in the seams of their relationship. Can you imagine? I mean, what's, what's her story? Like, how bad could girl. it be? <laughs> yeah. How bad? I mean, how much of a nightmare is she, JLo? I mean, she's <laughs> got to be a fucking nightmare. I mean, she lost that skinny, um, uh, singer. What's that guy? Mark, name? uh, Mark Anthony. Name? Yeah. Mark. Mark Anthony, like like Cleopatra's husband, Mark <laughs> Anthony. She lost him. What is her? Does she have ass worms? I mean, she what is going Puffy. on? Puffy. She lost Mark Anthony. She lost uh, the Ben Affleck. Yeah. Forgot about him. And, and now she was married. And I think she was even married before she was famous. Yes, she, she was. she was a dancer. <laughs> she lost more guys than Vietnam. <laughs> oh, dear. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. What's her story? She was married three times. Mark Anthony. Um, a first guy. We don't even know who the fuck he was. That's right. And then who else was the... Who there was, was a dancer oh. in there. there, was, there one oh, right. Was in, Chris somebody. Was, Chris something. He was on one of those TV shows. Uh, he was on... Chris Judd. Get me out of here. Chris Judd. Thank you. What was he on? He was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which was like the bullshit Survivor version that was on, ended up on ABC. It was him and... Uh, but he was a celebrity after he married J-Lo. Right. That's what he was famous for, yeah. yeah. He was a, he was a celebrity. Doesn't matter how you got your celebrity. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get people to go on TV who's real, who are really famous. So you got to find <laughs> someone who's sort of famous. What could you her problem be? You to somebody or you live with somebody? Come on, you can be on the show. She's got to be a nightmare. I mean, first of all, A-Rod, like, like hey, uh, Chris Russo was on our show, Mad Dog Chris Russo, and he even said A-Rod needs J-Lo more than J-Lo needs A-Rod. But evidently, like, the dude was supposedly cheating, I read. Although he well, said that's he what I've heard. They are claiming that they're still friends and they're still going to do business together. They just are better as friends than they were at, at being in a relationship. How come when I saw that A-Rod was with J-Lo, I knew they, that A-Rod would like leave her? Like, How does she not know that? Like, How can she not know that? But I know that. Oh, no. Every time. It's the greatest relationship. She's right. finally understood. And all that stuff. And then it breaks up. Oh, Chris Judd was her backup dancer. And 
she didn't know that way. Like, okay, you want to fuck your backup dancer, fine, but you got to marry him. She married. You don't him? know. You don't know that's going to go be a disaster. Or maybe she didn't marry him. I don't know. No. I don't know what she did. I don't you know, know who I'm the not... three husbands were. It no, was I the guy it. before Her... she got famous. Hold on. The, the guy before she got famous is O'Johnny Noah, 1997 yeah. to 98. Chris Judd married 2001 to 2003. And then Mark Anthony married 2004 to 2014. So she had wow. three husbands. And then, you know, engaged to Affleck, engaged to A-Rod. And I think there's a couple I'm leaving out. What could her story be? I want to be in a relationship with her just so I can report back to you on a nightmare. It is. <laughs> how, how horrible it is. Well, I remember there was a time when um, Chris Booker was dating J-Lo's sister, who was lovely. I had a relationship, you know, a friendship yeah. with uh, Linda, Linda Lopez, lovely girl. Right. A very nice woman. And Chris was going out with her. So I was hanging out with them because Chris was always a friend. And I got to know Linda and I liked her very much. And then one time, Chris and, and Linda were driving around with J-Lo. And I was single, you know, uh -huh. like, because I, I had a divorce and, you know, because I'm so great with relationships. <laughs> and um, so, uh, I don't know, Chris called up because, hey, we're driving around with J-Lo. I go, really? I was thinking to myself, you know, I'd like to fuck J-Lo. Maybe he should maybe. introduce me, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm famous. She's famous. So uh, I go, hey, Chris, man, what, what are you guys doing? Why don't you know, like, like I wanted to get kind of like in, in, in meet J-Lo. And, and I don't know. He never brought her. But he said, I'm going to bring her by. I'm going to bring her by your apartment. I go, good. I don't even have to leave my apartment. Maybe I can bang her right here. He's bringing J-Lo to me. Right. He's bringing J-Lo to my house. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I'm coming over with uh, J-Lo. And then he, for some reason, he never showed up with J-Lo. I think uh -huh. he didn't want me to meet her, but I'm pretty sure J-Lo probably said, I'm not going to that freak's house. <laughs> she, cause she, every time I've run into her, she like looks at me like she wants to vomit. J-Lo was a no-go. <laughs> but uh yeah anyway so she she has a new audio book oh and she has uh by the way this isn't the new j-lo audio book because we couldn't get we our hands get on that, hold of that. <laughs> yeah this is actually the old one from two j-lo j-lo evidently had a book in 2014 well uh called, what is the book about do you know who knows <laughs> I mean, I'm going to play you some clips that we doctored, and you're going to love this book that we put together. <laughs> so here's the premise. Chelo has a new audio book, and she has some shocking revelations about her breakup with Alex Rodriguez. Okay. All right. So Chelo starts the book by discussing the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of people don't know COVID-19 came from a bat living inside my gigantic ass crack. Alex ate it, and then he threw up bat chunks. All over my puffy pussy. Wow. Did you catch all that? That's how COVID got started. <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, a bat went into her gigantic ass crack. <laughs> and Alex ate it. And then he threw up bat chunks all over her puffy pussy. <laughs> no. Well, how did someone else catch it? This is the book she should put out. Let's put it that way. <laughs> By the way, four people worked on these clips. This is not easy to put together. <laughs> uh, for the first time ever, J-Lo reveals the real reason she and A-Rod separated. 
We okay. split up because I caught Alex and Ryan Seacrest masturbating together at Club Babalu. And when Ryan came on Alex's face, he said, Seacrest out. And that was the end of it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth putting four people on this. Uh, J-Lo is not taking the breakup lightly. She's planning her revenge on A-Rod. Here oh. she talks about it. To get even with Alex, I'm going to let Derek Jeter stick a bat in my shithole and a baseball glove inside my giant hairy snatch. <laughs> Wait a minute. I missed what she's doing with the bat. <laughs> um, to get even with Alex, she's going to let Derek Jeter stick a bat in her shithole oh. and a baseball glove in her giant hairy snatch. <laughs> you need to hear that again. <laughs> Listen carefully. To get even with Alex, I'm going to let Derek Jeter stick a bat in my shithole and a baseball glove inside my giant hairy snatch. <laughs> J-Lo opens up about a recent health crisis. I think okay. you need to hear this. One time, I ate three pounds of expired shrimp. I could feel it inside me, bubbling up with a thunderous roar. <sighs> I ended up shitting my brains out all over the walls of the den in my house. I was able to write J-Lo in diarrhea. As soon as the oh, shit was over, I said, does it get any better than this? Then I began to masturbate. Alex thought it was really exotic, really sexy, and a little dangerous. Hmm. That's pretty wild. Did you follow that? I did follow that one, yeah, yeah. yeah. She ate some expired shrimp and shit her brains out and wrote, wrote J-Lo J -Lo on, on the wall. Yeah. Her diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't easy. Put together, by the way. Uh, J-Lo gives us the secret to how she gets her trademark curves. Everyone around me wants to know how to get an ass like mine. And my answer is always take huge shits. The big shits give my gigantic ass muscles to work out. Every crap makes my ass get bigger and better. <laughs> That's pretty clear, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, in the new book, we even get some behind-the-scenes stories from her Super Bowl performance, which is uh, fascinating. At the Super Bowl weekend in Miami last year, I farted and killed three dancers. They cut that part out of it. Can you believe that? She I farted. can't believe that. And she killed three of her backup dancers. <laughs> uh, J-Lo describes a star-studded party she threw with A-Rod. This is pretty intense. A few years ago, I went to Miami and we rented a boat to take out for the day. Alex and I were celebrating the biggest shit I ever took. It weighed 14 pounds. True story. We invited the most successful creative people in Hollywood. I could see Diane Keaton was flossing her teeth with pussy hair from Gladys Knight's gigantic hairy bush. Jack Nicholson was beating off his huge cock in all its glory. And his cum started bubbling up like a hurricane. Beyonce shoved a bloody maxi pad into Jack Nicholson's dick hole right before he came. Jack's balls were passionate and explosive, spraying funky old chism in a giant wave crashing towards me. It was like, <laughs> hello, lovers. The ghost of Michael Jackson licked it all up. At the same time, Randy Jackson was face fucking a sea bass that he had caught while Ben Affleck babes its asshole. And when Randy came in the sea bass's mouth, it was so intense and so loud that they could probably hear it all the way to Cuba. Then Enrique Iglesias shipped into a New York Yankees ball cap and put it on top of Jimmy Kimmel's head. The shit ran down Jimmy's face and into his mouth. Jimmy said Enrique's shit had a Latin flavor and he loved it. All I could do was laugh. 
Suddenly, Ryan Seacrest's eyeball popped out from watching Jimmy Kimmel eating the shit. And then a big bird flew down to snatch Ryan's eyeball. There's a great video somebody shot with their phone of Steven Spielberg blowing Tony Bennett. Tony shot his sticky load into Steven's sweaty armpit. Alex said, wow, look how much he comes. Finally, little Wayne took control of the boat and he decided to crash into a giant gray whale's asshole. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Wow. What wow. a party. I never get invited wow. to those parties. No. Listen to that lineup. Mm. Jack Nicholson beat off his huge cock in all its glory. <laughs> to that Beyonce stuck a tampon in there. I no. think. <laughs> by the way, we do know for a fact that J-Lo is disgusted by me. She would never fuck me. This is I was going to say, this, this will make sure she'll never be yeah. here. <laughs> never. Never. It's okay. You know, based on all the based on all the failed relationships, maybe it's better we never met. <laughs> We're gonna go through some famous poppies. J Lo, you say whether I love my poppy or I don't love my poppy. I don't love you. Poppy. Okay, here we go. First poppy up is Donald Trump. Mm, I know. Uh, okay, now this is like who I would like, right? Yeah, who you? Okay, I, I don't love you, poppy. Okay. Okay. What about uh, not my type? I like I what, like Donald, but what, no. what about A Rod? Mm, I love you, Bobby. <laughs> ah, how about uh, Howard Stern? Oh, no, I know. No, no, that was quick. Yeah. Uh, she right. thought more about Donald Trump she than was, she did she was, about the answer for you. Yeah, she was more afraid of offending Donald Trump than me. <laughs> you know what? I've had it with her. Good. Let's see who she marries next. Mm. Maybe marriage isn't for her. Maybe relating isn't for her. I mean, come on. You think that she can keep on these serial relationships? Yeah. Maybe no, she should retire she... from relationship. <laughs> Maybe she should dry out that vagina. It's questionable <laughs> taste in men. Um, yeah. Hey, and what's going on with Marilyn Manson? I see he's getting oh, dear. sued by... Um, Again. A woman from Game of Thrones. I didn't recognize the woman. They had her picture in the paper. I didn't see the picture. I didn't recognize the name. Yeah. But a lot of women have come forward and said that he, you know, did a lot of bad shit to them. Well, you know, uh, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. That's not our thing I want to say. Sorry. I wanted to say it, but I don't want to say it. You thought better of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Allowed to do Not that. It's a live show. It. Not going to say it. I also want to remind you that Wednesday, George Takei will uh, drop in as our announcer. And, uh, you know, it's always good to check in with George. We haven't in a while and see how he's doing. Uh, I know. Uh, How's he doing in the pandemic? Is he vaccinated? What's he doing now? Does he still have that bell where he rings it and Brad comes? <laughs> oh, Brad. Uh, 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 oh, Brad. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> Brad, come uh, fix this. Uh, 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 <laughs> anyway, I love checking in with George. You know, they say that they've got 5,000 cases of people who've had the vaccine who've caught COVID. Oh, now tell me about that. Well, there's about and, you know, it's a very low incidence, you know, when 103 million people have been vaccinated. It's not a 100 percent vaccine. It's That's a 95 percent right. vaccine. And so 
about 5,000 people have contracted COVID even though they've been vaccinated. Now, let me ask you something. When they get COVID and they've been vaccinated, is it true that they have lesser symptoms? In other words, it doesn't become life-threatening? Yes, for the most part, that is true. I haven't read the whole uh, article about the 5,000. I don't know if anyone who had had the vaccine and then got COVID has been hospitalized or died. But you still can get COVID. And you could transmit it. A lot. They said about 25% or something around there of the people who got COVID after being vaccinated were asymptomatic. So they didn't even know they had it. And their symptoms were so mild, they didn't suspect anything. I see. Yeah, I mean, you're vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. So have you loosened up a little bit? Like with how you're... A little bit. I yeah. told you I've I've gone to a couple of restaurants. The one thing I did that I didn't want to tell you Uh-oh. was that I went to a museum. All right. And there were a lot of people there. Is you a know, museum I that important that, to you? Yeah. I like to go <laughs> look at art. I haven't had the opportunity to do that in a couple of years now. That and much? So, you love it that much, huh? That you you uh went and did that. I did that. What do you do? Do you wear a mask? To do it. Yeah, everybody was masked. They huh. had those appointments, you know, like they'll give you a time that you're supposed I to see. go. All right. But I nobody get that. leaves, Howard. You know, they're acting like, you know, we're going to let people in uh, at 11, then we're going to let people in at 12. People don't leave the museum at 12 if they came in at 11. So by the time you get to one o'clock, the place is packed. Yeah. You know, but everybody was wearing a mask and everybody was trying as much as they could to socially distance. But at a certain point, you weren't socially distancing. And yeah, I went. So, yeah. I went and saw my parents. I did that. Because they're both vaccinated. So that felt okay. But I do this. With, like, and I, and I went to uh, a friend's house. Are you hugging? No, 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 no. We kept distant. We mostly were outside. My friend was showing me his house. Uh, you know, uh, he moved into a new house and he said, come on uh-huh. over. And my wife's vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. We went over, but we stayed outside pretty much, you know, except for the tour. But that even like, it's weird. Like, even when I do that, I feel like I have a headache all of a sudden. You know, I'm, I'm so such a hypochondriac that I was like, oh, man, it feels weird to be doing this. And. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a, the whole thing is so weird. You don't know what you can do and what you can't do. Right. I've not eaten inside a restaurant. Yeah. I've only eaten outside in outside, you know, conditions. And uh, but a lot of uh, the rest. Of, I went to one restaurant in Manhattan so far. The place was packed. Inside. Well, they had this big canopy kind of thing over their garden area. So oh, okay. there was airflow, but they had inside seating. They had outside seating. They had this garden seating. Every every seat was taken up, and there wasn't a lot of space between the seats, but they had these acrylic partitions between tables. Right. And then what do you do? The you, you, in the middle. you wear a mask, and then when the food comes, you take it off? 
Well, yes, apparently COVID doesn't care if you sit down. So you walk in with a mask. And then once you sit down at your table, you can take the mask off. And then when you get up to leave, you put your mask back on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we saw Beth's parents, but they were sat outside. Yeah. You know, we saw them. I did stay with a, a couple who were also vaccinated. I stayed at their home. Oh, really? Yeah. How many days? Two days. Did that feel weird? I had to get over a lot. I had to tell myself it was going to be okay and that I shouldn't be worried because we didn't mask inside their home. Right, because you figured they're... See, that's the weird thing, though. They could be carriers of COVID, then you could get it, but then you would only have mild symptoms, I think, for the most part, but they don't know 100% that... It's so confusing. Right, right. Yeah, you're still taking a risk. Yeah, by the way, I mean, I think even after, you know, let's say COVID gets under control. I don't know how, based on what I read this morning, how people won't take the vaccine, which is just mind blowing to me. But I don't think it's a bad idea for waiters from now on to wear masks forever. <laughs> I don't want people breathing on me. Breathing on your food. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing about um, that I've learned from being in quarantine and wearing masks and all that stuff. You get a, I haven't even had a cold during it. Right. Like I'm fucking wood, but I mean, I haven't. You did have something, though, a couple of weeks ago. I did. I had like a little bit of like I thought I was having a little bit of fever and stuff, but I it, it didn't even count as a fever. It was like a little bit elevated, but I, I really never got a cold or anything. Yeah, I haven't or, had anything. Yeah. Weird. Which is amazing. And I don't hear a lot of other people saying they had anything. Here's Oh, here's the facts, what you were just talking about. 5,800 people who have been vaccinated have become infected with COVID, according to the CDC. 396 who got infected required hospitalization. But I don't, as far as I know, there was no deaths. Okay. Well, there you go. That's pretty good. That vaccine's That's a miracle. excellent. But, yeah. And they were saying if everybody in the country would take it, we could be way past this thing. But we can't get to herd immunity because no one, you know, not no one, but a lot of people aren't taking it. It's up to the kids now. You know, they're now approving the vaccine for... 16 and up. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I, of course get it. And it should... They're doing testing for younger ages. That should soon be approved as well. God, I would have thought everyone would run out and get this so we'd be over the whole stupid thing. I mean, look what's going on in India if you don't believe that COVID's a problem. But anyway, yeah. Oh, I didn't know you but stayed yes, at someone's I had, house. I stayed at someone's house. I went to the museum and I've been to a couple of restaurants. See, you kept that a secret from me. She knows better. <laughs> I was like, you, I'm not telling Howard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because, I mean, we've spoken on the phone. You didn't say a word. I didn't say it. a word. Because <laughs> you know I would have talked you out of it. Oh, but I'm here only it is. seeing vaccinated people. There you go. 74 vaccinated people have died. Only 74. Okay. Well, that could have been anything. Yeah. Maybe they were hit by a bus. No, 74 (laughs) vaccinated people have died from COVID. Right. But they could have also been very ill people. Could be. I don't have any information. Yeah. Let's hope that, you know, so fucked up.
I know, because I, I then I try to space out everything. Like I don't go, like I was just at a restaurant, so I probably won't go to another restaurant for a week or two. Right. Yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> no, I just know that. Okay, I'm I'm asymptomatic for all this time. I know I won't infect right. anybody when I go out again. It's true. If you're gonna roll the dice, yeah. Uh, I guess you know if you wait every two weeks, you got a better shot of not getting it. It's so fucked up because you just don't yeah. Know but what's you know the on. other thing that I'm having a problem with is I know people who won't take the vaccine. Oh, you do? Yeah. And what do you I'm say like, to them? Okay. I don't say anything to anybody anymore because what am I going to say? You used your stupid brain to come up with that solution. In fact, when I told them I was getting the vaccine, they were like, well, I hope you don't have any side effects. <laughs> I was like, uh, thanks. I said, do you know how many vaccines I've had in my life? <laughs> right. A million. Yeah. You're worried about the side effects of this one? Anyway, we'll see you guys. I know there's a lot of people on the phone who wanted to talk to us. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry if I didn't get to your call, but we'll do it tomorrow. And um, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.